What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for discussion with the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm your host today, Alex Van Aken, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Marcus Stewart. How you doing? Sick. <laughs> it turns like in a good way. And a good one? Uh, I mean, yes to both. Like, I think I'm (laughs) always sick. Uh, I could also say ill in the good way. Um, But then the bad versions of both are also (laughs) true. So if I sound a little uh, nasally or congested, and also my voice is still recovering from being at the Royal Rumble this past weekend. So it's like this weird double thing of like, that's not related to the illness. That's just from yelling at like, oh my God, Jade Cargill's in the Rumble. Whoa. I won $200 during the Royal Rumble. I probably did, Kyle. (laughs) I just the tenor of which you're like, oh my God, Cargill's under the (laughs) Rumble. I was just just imagining you yelling that, you know, at that There was more passion behind it. (laughs) Oh, okay. okay. Uh, That other voice you're hearing is Kyle Hilliard. How you doing, Kyle? I I feel as good as Marcus feels bad. Okay, good. So hopefully oh, not too. I'm good. all right. I feel like the better you feel, the worse I'll feel. Like we're like connected somehow. Yeah, I'm gonna do something. Go work out later. Do some do, do, run a mile. I'll put Marcus. Yeah, go go get some ice cream. Just put yourself in a good mood, <laughs> and then good. I just start. My body shrinks. Like no. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, your body hasn't shrank. Video viewers will notice you've actually enlarged. But you're much larger than us. Yeah, I can't a, see this, so I'm a symptom. <laughs> Of the sickness? <laughs> is it like I'm <laughs> spreading? Like a contagion? Ooh. Oh, I hope I hope not, because my Discord overlay couldn't handle that. <laughs> so I, I hope we all say, this, say our relative sizes um, for this production here. Uh, we're also joined by Charles Hart. How you doing, Charles? Hello. I'm good. I wanted to ask, Alex, how did you win money? You said that casually, and then we were so focused on other stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Dan Reichert was hosting a uh, like a Royal Rumble thing, and I asked if I could go, and because it was my first time, and J- uh, John Carson, who was also there, was like, "You should ask Dan Reichert to come to the Royal Rumble because uh, I think it'd be cool. It's like really good for first timers." I was like, "Okay, let me ask," and Dan was like, "Hell yeah!" And then um, we did like a raffle where like it was all randomized. There were since there are like 30 wrestlers or whatever that come out every 90 seconds. uh, There were 30 balls inside of this like bingo or like, you know, those things that they turn and the balls roll. Yeah, a tumbler, a tumbler. Yeah. And you reach in and get randomized balls. That's what we did. And so it was pure, pure luck who who won. It was there were you could win four ways throughout the night. So for the men's division and women's division, uh, each of them had most kills or sorry, most eliminations. So if your player had the most eliminations, you would get like $200. If your player won the, uh, the won the Royal Rumble, you get 200 and same thing for both, both sides. And so I had Bailey who won the women's Royal Rumble. Oh, nice. So it's a really fun way to get invested as somebody who didn't know what was going on. I very <laughs> Come on, Bailey. On, very, very quickly <laughs> caught on. Get it, girl. Get on. Win me my money. <laughs> She's automatically my favorite wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so that it, it was a really fun night. Nice. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was Royal Rumble was cool. It's a I fun pay-per-view. It 
It's a it great, is. Dan is right. And John is for first timers. It's either that or WrestleMania. But I feel Royal Rumble because you kind of get like a sampler of the roster because both of them yeah. have 30 people each. So it's like, oh, 60 wrestlers total yeah. that I might not have any familiarity with. And I was seated behind Dan. And so when new wrestlers were in, would come through, he'd be like, no, like they're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and so whoever drew that person was like, why are you saying, don't tell me no. He's like, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> he's just saying, he's killing the business for you. Dan, you should know better than that. Let them dream. I mean, they no, have... but when you, when you got a yes, like, oh, this is really good. Oh, like they might. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. My men's it... team, though, fell apart real quick. I had Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso. I okay. had um, uh, Nakamura. Okay. Uh, and I had Austin TV. What was it? Austin... Theory. Huh? Austin Theory. Yeah, yeah, I had them, and yeah, not a good. Didn't go anywhere. Great stars, but they weren't going to win. <laughs> yeah, I like that. There's a fifth person on this podcast who still hasn't been introduced. <laughs> I know. Well, I got to do it in order. Uh, he's, waiting say... his, he's waiting for his number in the rumble. Every ninety up. seconds. Yeah. 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 Every ninety <laughs> seconds, a new person's introduced. <laughs> Five minutes. That's, that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are joined, rounded out by a very special. Very loved person here at Game Informer, uh, our former associate editor, uh, Jason Huisau. Jay, welcome back. Hey, happy to be back. Happy to be hanging out with all of y'all. I missed this, so yeah. Well, uh, Thank you yeah, I'm me. glad you're here, man. Uh, and the reason, you know, one of the reasons you're here today, um, the primary reason you're here today um, is that you wrote our new cover story on Apex Legends. Yes, sir. It's wild. Yeah, it's nuts. I, the last cover story I wrote uh, was God of War, which was like, feels like forever ago. Yeah, what, right? like 2022, so, 21? Yeah, 2020, yeah, 2022. I, it was, I wrote that cover story, and then, and, then, um, and then I left Game Informer, and so it's kind of, it feels like sort of like full circle a little bit, where it's like I'm, I'm like sort of, I'm back as, as a freelancer, but like it, it's still sort of exciting to, to, to be able to, to write about yeah. Apex, especially since... When I was at GI, I feel like that's kind of all I talked yeah. about was pretty much Apex Legends. We did yeah. call you Captain yeah. Apex. <laughs> yeah, in our morning meetings. Yeah, yeah behind your back. sick name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, we're glad to have you back, Jay. Uh, I guess we'll waste no more time. We'll just we'll get into uh, our cover story discussion. You and I flew out to Vancouver, um, British Columbia, and we went to uh, Respawn, their, their Vancouver location, interviewed how many people do you think jay like eight i want to say like yeah like eight wow. to ten yeah we interviewed a lot say, of yeah. leads a lot of a lot of directors mm-hmm. um on various parts of the service the live service mm-hmm. um and yeah do you want to break down like what why 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 are we why do we do apex what's what's going on and then we'll kind of get into our general discussion. Yeah, absolutely. So we're coming up or well i guess we've passed or no 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 we're coming up on the fifth anniversary um Damn. of apex and so yeah i know it's wild it's like, um it was five I, like, years ago wasn't it <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's weird to think about because um i was an intern at gi at the time and i, I remember them doing like that sort of like uh beyonce surprise reveal um <laughs> yeah yeah so that was <laughs> yeah so it was, it was it was really exciting to sort of uh come back five years later and and, and see what the team's working on usually they do um anniversary updates but this is 
technically the biggest one they've done yet. And a lot of them call it sort of this, this shift towards uh, transparency, um, especially uh, a way for newcomers and veterans to sort of be satisfied at the same time. But all this is coming with season 20, um, which is supposed to uh, come with some really interesting uh, limited time mode, some really interesting updates to to Legends, which I'm sure we'll we'll get into uh, shortly, as well as some smaller updates like uh, you know haptic feedback for PS5 controllers, um, 120 hertz performance mode, which is also pretty dope. I know a lot of people have been asking about that for a couple of years, um, but it, it's sort of like they're they're bringing a lot of these promised smaller updates in, but also. Uh, sort of moving the gameplay loop, taking that next evolutionary step with the gameplay loop um, in a way that I think will really uh, be exciting to pretty much players of all skill levels. Um, so, yeah. what do, I think that probably the biggest change to the game is the new Legend upgrade system. I'd say that really has fundamentally changed the game in a lot of ways. The Legend upgrade encompasses really two or three things. It's number one, like, the name of the system, the legend upgrades uh, throughout uh, matches in Apex now, uh, you will be able to level up your character uh, up to two times. And every time you level up, um, you get access to, you can choose between two ability modifiers. So for instance, like one of Pathfinders is like when you knock somebody down, your grappling hook cooldown resets. Um, uh, for Bangalore, one of the ones uh, I believe it's coming and confirmed is uh, when Bangalore shoots her smoke, uh, she can sit inside of her smoke and heal herself. Uh, and so it's almost like it's MOBA adjacent, I would say. It's not like a MOBA sure. where like you're picking the order in which you get your abilities, but you eventually get all of them. It's like, okay, you have one of each two times for a total right. of four abilities per character. And these are uh, like you played as Watson, Jay. What were Watson's yeah. upgrades? Um, really interesting stuff. Uh, you can have two of her ultimates down at the same time, um, which is, I believe, an ability uh, that she started with back when she was released in season two. Um, and but they took out because I mean, at the time it was it was pretty powerful. Um, but they sort of they brought that back. There's this other really cool ability she has where she can sort of spawn art grenades. It's kind of Wild yeah, it's like if other that, enemies um, are like firing in with their own projectiles, right. her ultimate right. will then it's her ultimate, right? Her ultimate will spawn in. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the ground for her mm -hmm. to pick up and throw back. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's really cool. And I mean, they talked a little bit about it, too. But, you know, like characters like Watson um, or maybe even Rampart, there, there are some legends that just aren't used as often. And so these sort of bite sized skill trees are a way to sort of make them more viable um, in team comps and just in in, in regular matches again. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see how, you know, especially something like Watson, right, where she used to have that ability but was taken out. It's kind of interesting to see them bring back uh, some of those abilities that might have made characters a little bit too strong um back in the day but sort of they balanced it now where it's like okay um you know valkyrie she got a lot of nerfs to her movement and they're bringing some of of, of those movement um buffs back into the game it's kind of interesting to, to see a player be like okay like this is the valkyrie i remember from years ago um and and it's kind of interesting to sort of be able to play these sort of pre-nerf versions of the characters again um but but as i said balanced and, and whatnot for the new season so yeah. yeah there's there's a lot of cool stuff um I'm trying to think of like other other characters who have some interesting stuff going on. There's there's so many we didn't see all of them, um, but I know like uh, 
Gibraltar, Gibby. Um, one of his abilities is he could he could choose between having a larger shield, a larger dome force field when he throws it down, uh, or having a smaller one uh, that the cooldown is quicker on and lasts a little longer, I believe. Uh, and so it's it's a lot of those kind of modifiers. It's like you're really like, what kind of play style do you want? Uh, are you playing as lifeline and uh, you know you really want to kind of stay back behind behind the enemy behind the, the the line of combat right you can use one of her modifiers so that she can call down like a guaranteed kraber in her care package which is like a really powerful sniper that is normally randomized and she can suddenly uh you know unlock it like you know i'm going to get this right eliminating the rng uh th- there's a lot of these at, at, at play um we, we mentioned valkyrie yeah like she can choose between having uh, more air handling and like higher jetpack height, and her ultimate is like this jetpack that uh, enemy or teammates can latch onto and like escape together, like kind of rocket out of the area and relocate. Like Jay was talking about, it used to be really powerful and really tall. You go really high up, and you could therefore you go farther. Like you just have more. You could get up over mountains, that kind of thing. It was nerfed in this new Apex Legends upgrade. You can choose between that. Or um, you can choose between air handling or more jet fuel so you can use your jetpack longer. Or you can choose a... Uh, she's got like these rockets, these quad rockets that she shoots at people that kind of like scatter in front of her. You can change the um, the the effect, the, the radius of that to make it larger. Um, th- there's a lot of yeah. cool stuff um, with the Legends. And it's all tied into this new Legend upgrade system. Those are like the... Those are, that's one part of it. So as you also level up and you level up by doing class action. So like if you're a scout by plugging into a tower and, you know, scouting the area to help your, to help your team. Uh, if you're a, a support class, you get points for uh, opening up these special, they're in the game already, but like supports have access to these support bins that give you more specialized materials and smart loot. Um, like the assault bins do that as well, which certain the assault class can do that. Um, so like there, there's been these long-standing classes, and those have kind of been reworked throughout Apex's history, and I've been in a really good spot recently. And so they're kind of giving more uh, motivation to uh, participate in those activities. And so as you do that kind of stuff, as you get more kills, as you revive teammates, uh, if you take down a team that that outranks you or has or like has has better armor than you rather uh you get like more points and all of it feeds into your your legend level and so when you hit level one when you level up for the first time you get you can choose that one ability and then your shield also goes up so the big a big change is there are no more randomized shields on the ground shields have been removed from the ground loot which is a pretty big deal to the yeah let's say that even as someone who doesn't play really a lot of apex i'm like that sounds like significant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like when you when you, you you would land. Oh, I need I need armor. I need to, oh, there's a blue shield. Oh, a purple shield. And they got purple? the reason they are, yeah, the reason they are taking that out um, is because they want to eliminate that feeling of. This is an example of things that affect both beginner players and veteran players. How sometimes the randomization of battle royale makes it unfair um, and like removes part of the fun, like. When everyone first lands, at, when the match starts, you happen to get a blue shield. I don't. You get a better weapon than me. I, maybe I I do, but you're outranking the shields. 
you have this instant advantage that feels very unfair at the beginning of the match. And that is frustrating for both, again, all players. And so they're like, we're getting, we're taking armor off the ground. And it is now tied to your legend level, your legend upgrades. And so as you complete those actions and get points throughout the match, killing people, surviving, whatever, there's several, there's several modifiers and, and things that trigger these points, but uh, you are also leveling up your shield. And so there are things called shield cores that you can pick up. Like one of the, one of the like more competitive strats that if you've played apex long enough, you know about a shield swapping where in the middle of a fight, you might lose your shield and rather than healing yourself, mid fight which can take a while you find a nearby death box from somebody maybe killed somebody recently and you swap to their shield and so suddenly you have full shields um and so while that is no longer a mechanic there is in the same spirit of that mechanic there are these shield cores and i know this is all very inside baseball but (laughs) uh it really all culminates in a game that feels very streamlined very clean uh, very easy to understand and that allows not only new players to to get in but also it kind of has everybody getting into the action more um because you are less worried about okay i don't have to find a shield i just need to find a gun um you know one of the other things that they're that is part of uh one of the other things that they're shaking up um and jay have i missed anything i was going to get to crafting next no, yeah, you can absolutely no. You've, okay. you've been it's great, it's perfect. Yeah, let's let's talk crafting. Okay, so uh, one of the things that was introduced, I forget which season it was introduced in. Hey, r- but real, they... real quick, just to like sort of step back, w- when is all this stuff coming to Apex? Like, w- what is like the uh, in like a week? Okay, so it's pretty soon, right? Like, you, yeah, so the you next, guys got early I, yeah. looks at it, and you got early to go hands on with it and okay. everything. Yep, right. I, okay. and I think we have like the exclusive. I think we're like exclusively revealing a lot of this stuff. Yeah, no, uh, I just wanted I to get know. that timeline because that's one of those things that if, if folks are yeah. listening, they're probably like, "This all sounds great. I'd love to play it." <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I don't assume, know. Is it all free? I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They're they're mm-hmm. like reimagining the game, like really taking that's a cool. the systems that didn't work, and um. You know, Jay and I also, we can't talk about it today, but we did get to play as like the new legend that's coming up in a future season. Right. We played the a new map that's new coming. Map. Yeah. Uh, and map changes changes to maps that already exist. We've seen a lot of that stuff. Um, we've agreed to not talk about that today, uh, but we will be talking about it in the future. Um, not part of this cover story, but because that's for later seasons in the game. But coming up this year, right? There's a lot of big changes to the game. Really... One of the more fascinating things, um, I think we're talking to Josh and he was, I, I asked or Jay, somebody asked like, you know, we look at like games like Fortnite, zero build. Does uh, Josh uh, got a title there? Just, oh yeah. He's the just, lead BR just the guy, yeah, sorry, Josh. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> Josh Mohan. Hey Josh. Mohan. Yeah. yeah. Josh Mohan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a very, very senior dude. Okay, that, that's all. I, yeah. Charge the DR team. Um, yeah, we're besties, you know. On a first name basis. Yeah, first name basis, you know. Josh. Um, Josh was talking to us about, or we were asking him, you know, Fortnite's done zero build. Uh, Warzone has done, the, uh, they've taken out the gulag previously. They aren't afraid to take away things that people consider to be fundamental to the game to change it and... So we kind of asked, like, is Apex planning to do that? And, like, this first season is, like, the first step in that. And they said it, will, it won't stop here. And that they are, like, not... They found, like, a lot of inspiration in their competitors doing that. 
and they said like they are really starting to explore explore what that looks like uh for apex and you know these this legend upgrade system removing armor from the ground another thing they're taking they're not really taking it out but changing it well they are taking out the crafting system so the the crafting uh materials that you find on the map right, right now if you if you load into apex you can buy like there's these crafting machines around the map and you can buy uh you can collect uh materials around the map and cash them in for shields health ammo um you know sometimes weapons backpacks it kind of there's like a rotating and they found that like that has really uh it's a really complicated system for a lot of players not just new players and it's just kind of like takes away from like the action of apex and they found like when they were coming into season 20 they were like trying to they're like making all these changes to the system and they're trying to make like well what if crafting did this or you could do this with crafting and they were like we we're just kind of like trying to justify a way to keep this system in the game just because it was previously here and we realized that it shouldn't be here anymore uh, and so now there are still crafting stations, but it is a one time. Every character can use it once and it's like instant instead of like going and collecting these materials, uh, cashing them in and like waiting for this long timer to finish to get your item. You open it up. You can choose between a shield, med kit, ammo um, or like respawn. Uh, uh, respawn right, like pri- primarily like healing and ammo. Yeah. 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 Healing and ammo yeah, items, like, yeah. And there aren't any other items in it anymore. You don't have to like cash in. You just like you get to you get to pick one free thing, and they're like that's like really they're really trying to focus on bringing the game back to the firefights and getting into the action quicker, and just getting to what makes Apex fun rather than like these bloated systems that kind of like obfuscate you know the game the fun parts of the game. Absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, and, and just to that point, it, it kind of still goes back to. Uh, this level of transparency, it's really funny, like a lot of the designers um, would immediately come back to this sort of transparency. I guess this this was like the the sort of philosophy, the word philosophy that they, they they've been using for this season. And it's sort of it's it's supposed to make the game more approachable, especially for newcomers. I, like five years in, I can't even imagine what it must be like for someone to boot up Apex for the very first time right now and see that there's a billion things on the ground they don't know what to do um and and, and it might sort of turn them off and so you know taking shields off the ground now it's already on you you don't even really have to think about it um taking uh like you know material currency currency that you need to cash in taking that um out of off the ground as well so now all you have to do is just walk right up to a crafter and just click a button and you have the thing already um making it like like ava said just more streamlined um making it more combat focused especially because i think a lot of new players are afraid of sort of engaging in combat um and so just just making that the focus of the game so that new players can get better and then veteran players who sort of complain about early game um, early game moments where it's like i'm just running around and i can't find enemies to shoot at like what do i do you know sort of cutting trimming all the fat of that stuff and 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 making sure that people are getting in and out of the action as soon as possible um it's it's really it's really i think the the bread and butter of apex it's the combat has always been combat and and gun feel and and movement have always been the most important factors of apex and so finally it feels like sort of a, a return to form with all of those things being uh emphasized with season 20 so nice yeah for uh jake guys for for cowards like me who play these <laughs> games as I would in real life in that I run and hide and don't engage with anyone unless I absolutely have to. 
Is that still a viable strategy? Can I just go? No, I'm just going to go the other way of where people are fighting. <laughs> For sure. And I and I think we, we talked a little bit with uh, Josh again about this, uh, AV. I think Josh mentioned that there are sort of these... Uh, 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 oh, Evo. Evo. Evo Cash is an uh, Evo Harvester. Evo Cash is, yeah, Harvesters. That's it. There's, there's sort of... Uh, Evil harvesters littered throughout the map in between points of interest. One thing stuff. to interject, these points I've been talking about that feed into like your legend upgrades and stuff, all that. It's called Evo. I forgot to mention that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not the fighting game tournament. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, go ahead. What are Evo harvesters and caches? Yeah. So Evo harvesters and caches also upgrade your Evo shields as well. And I, I think it applies to, to the entire yeah. squad. Yeah. And so, and so, yes, if you're a little scared to, um, to fight and you're more interested in maybe getting to the next point in the ring to hide or, or even just exploring the map, um, there are these evil harvesters sort of littered throughout each point of interest, each area on the map that you can just notably not at the POIs in between them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So they're really prioritizing, um, uh, movement. They're really prioritizing rotations and exploration. So it's like, if that's more your speed of just like, I want to get super strong and be ready for those final engagements and play it safe, you can still do that. There are things in uh, that'll reward you for that kind of play style, the more like slow and steady tactical kind of play style. Um, yeah, yeah, we can call that tactical. So I was going to say, I, yeah, I, that's I, that. I, yeah, this is exactly. It's just very strategic. I was like, I would just say, I'm just an opportunist. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, look at the good players murder each other. And then I slide in at the end and pick the bones. <laughs> Yeah. No, there's there's absolutely room for that. I mean, Vulture. that's that's also part of the bread oh, and butter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I mean, proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's also the bread and butter of Apex, called third partying. Yeah, you just swoop in and 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 take out the the stragglers. Yeah, we've so, all yeah, done it. Totally it's all that. happened to us as well. Exactly. Work smarter, it's not super harder. It's frustrating when it happens to you, but there's nothing better when you do it yourself. You know, I respect <laughs> exactly. it. When it to me. I'm like, I would have done the same thing. You know what, sir? <laughs> yeah, good on you. Yeah. Uh, picking your battles. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a lot of like actual like new content coming as well. Uh, those are like the big ways that really affect the main battle royale game mode. And are we are we missing anything else, Jay? Before we move on to like uh, straight shot and stuff like that? No, I mean not that I can think of. Just just basically that the legend upgrades are a way to prioritize. And those are like very vast and change it up quite a lot. That that those legend upgrades, like the specific abilities you can get, really mm -hmm. do change the way the game feels and. All of it, like when I jumped into when I, I've been playing like Apex in my free time lately, uh, just for fun. And I'm like, man, I want to be playing the version that I played at yeah. Van in Vancouver uh, because right. it's so much better. <laughs> and it's funny. I've heard like teammates uh, complain. I've been playing in like public lobbies and like I'll hear a teammate like complain about something that's changing. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude, just like wait a <laughs> week, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, in terms of new content, um Jay talked about the, uh, you already talked about the performance improvements that are coming in this patch. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are new limited time modes. Um, right. so there are, there's something called straight shot. That is probably going to be like one of my favorite ways to play apex legends. For sure. Uh, yep. so it is a fast paced version, uh, a more simplified version of the main battle royale mode. The way they talked about it, it feels like, it seems like this is going to be like a permanent, separate mode um and maybe i'm putting words in their mouth but like just the way they talk about it the mm -hmm. potential of this thing like i could even see myself just playing straight shot like but like what right. so let, let's get into what it is it is they have this when they're play testing the game they have this internal game mode they fire up a lot 
um, called Nitro. And this was like an internal build that uh, essentially allows them, it drops uh, like multiple teams into the same spot. There's no drop ship, anything like that. Uh, you know, uh, and, and it was just like allows them to quickly iterate. They were like, we really like this mode where it's like, what is it? 10 squads instead of 20? 10 squads instead of 20, yep. Not, mm-hmm. the entire map is not open. It's like certain parts of some of the map are available. Right, like the ring is already moving. Yeah, the like, ring is already like everything. shrunken yeah. quite a bit. Um, but there's half of the, the amount of people. Um, and they were like, oh, this is like a really fun mode. We should like turn this into a mode for players. And there were like a lot, it took a lot of work because like, obviously like that mode is like a debug mode essentially like not not ready for for players to enjoy but well, so they I, built I this. love that story of they were just like using it to test things and then they all yeah, kind of right. like look to each other and were like you guys are having fun right like this should be like a thing that we should <laughs> yeah. just let players do right this is cool exactly they've been using it for years and like this is so much fun uh let's bring it to the players and so the internal co- name of it is called nitro the the public name uh, for like the new mode that's coming to the game uh, is called Straight Shot, uh, and like I said, it's a fast-paced version, half the amount of players, smaller map. One thing that uh, Straight Shot does as well is when you drop, instead of like being in the drop ship and like picking where you want to drop and launching and dropping there, it picks for you, and it takes the ten teams and pits one. It's one-on-one squad fights. Like your team versus another team at a location and it drops both teams there. And like, you don't pick, you're just like, okay, I get, looks like we're going to, uh, you know, uh, market on, yeah, on Kings Canyon. Exactly. And it's us and another squad that are here. We got to fight it out. Um, and you know, after that you can play the game as you normally would. It's not like you're like locked in that location or anything. Like you could drop at that location and run away. Um, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah essentially, yeah. um, <laughs> But if you want to, there will be another team there for sure, ready for you to fight. Do you start with like more stuff? Well, that's the thing. There are still all the weapons. You don't start with more stuff, but all of the weapons on the ground are all pre. They already have all attachments on them, so they're pre. They're already pre-assembled. You can swap out the scopes if you like a different uh, scope, or you find like, oh, I don't really like this scope. Let me, you know, let me. Oh, there's a digital threat here. Let me pick that up and put it on my gun. But like all the other attachments are already pre-made. There is still that rarity. Like you might have like a, a blue tiered weapon or a blue tier weapon or a purple or a gold weapon. Uh, and you know, all of those attachments will be, you know, that level. Um, but and so it's very quickly like okay, I found my gun. Oh, I love the R2 R the R201. Let me pick that up. Oh, longbow. Okay, I'm good to go. Let's fight. And it's very much like this fast paced, like that that nitro you know that you can very much see why they called it nitro right that's really interesting like from the structure of a battle royale game there's like the first half where you're kind of hanging out and exploring gathering resources and then this is just like let's just jump to the back half like when you're already in the the top 50 percent that's really interesting because yeah. there's days where you're playing a bunch and it's like, I'm not getting into that back half. I'm just having yeah. an off day. So I'm just kind of <laughs> running around and getting shields and stuff. And then I die again. Yeah. Um, that's fascinating. I like, I like yeah, how we're, and, we're yeah. looping back to the smaller scale, like death match, <laughs> like, yeah, actually, yeah. Map, which is it's fine, but it's just funny how things are cyclical like that. Yeah. But other than that, it still functions as a battle royale. So the storm will eventually close in. You'll eventually, you know, you want to keep rotating and stuff, but it is much faster. And if you do die quickly, 
Um, this mode in particular, it's not coming to the main battle royale mode, but they're going to see if players like it and then maybe they'll bring it to like the main mode. But there's like a, a, a you'll instantly, you can like instantly queue into another match and go again. Like you don't have to go back to the menu and ready back up. It's just like if you die, you can match make right from your death screen from and the spectate screen, from the yeah, spectate exactly. screen and get right back in. And so that straight shot, I think that's going to be a very popular mode for sure. Mm-hmm. Jay, do you want to talk about uh, lockdown? Yeah, so if I that's remember called, right lockdown, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, 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 I, th- I believe it's called lockdown. And if and if I remember correctly, you you could correct me, Alex. I, it's a mix of uh, team deathmatch and control, like uh, like the capture the hill, like with flags and stuff. Yeah. It's it's a mixture. It's a mixture of both of those modes because um, a lot of the players really really enjoyed team deathmatch and control. But when when control is sort of rotated out, a lot of players sort of miss having um, an objective to run towards, like something to, to really do to to keep uh, battles like funneled in certain areas. And so they they've decided, hey, let's just like mix two of our our strongest modes, our most popular modes, let's just put them together. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's also that's also what's going to be coming. I think that's that's going to be I think that's going to be pretty popular, too. Yeah. There is Stephen Ferreira, um, who is game director or design director. Uh, design director. Yeah, he is the game director. Game director, yeah, game director yeah. Yeah. Design director mm-hmm. is Evan uh, Nikolic, who we spoke to as well with Steven. That's why I'm confusing them. But Steven Ferreira uh, was saying there's actually a third mode coming um, later in the season, not at the launch, called, I believe it's called The Hunt. And it's like a special limited time mode. I don't know any details about it. Um, right. Yeah. But that that's, that's what that is. Um, I don't know. Feel free to speculate. <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> Uh, and it'll be like timed up with an event of some kind. Um, but this season's going to have a lot of like, um, a lot of sorts of events, like really celebrating, uh, the fifth anniversary every map. I think almost every map, every map is going to have like, um, if players have played during an anniversary in the past, they might know like the, um, Mirage's like party ship is like this POI on world's edge where you can go and like, get a bunch of cool loot. There's like fireworks, all this stuff. Essentially all of the maps are going to be decorated uh, and have these like fun uh, new areas celebrating. It's like going to be like party balloons and like all this stuff throughout the maps celebrating the anniversary. Uh, So like they really, they were like, yeah, if you like the Mirage's like party ship, then like this is that to the nth degree. Um, and so that'll be like the like map updates for this season. Um, there is a new map for um, mixtape modes, which is like mixtape modes is like their uh, lockdown as a mixtape mode. Um, team deathmatch, those kind of things. Those are like their kind of shuffle playlist kind of. Exactly. And they have like mm-hmm. special small custom maps for that. There's a new one called uh, Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Uh, and what do we know about that one, Jay? I don't, you know, it's funny. We didn't, they didn't dive too much into Thunderdome. It's, um, we know but, it's not the, the old exactly, yeah. POI. Right. From, from uh, Kings Canyon. So I mean, it's usually not, it's, it's two like people enter and one leaves. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep, Sometimes basketball's involved. Mm. I do know. <laughs> I, I've, I, I've seen footage and people will be able to go to our YouTube channel. Uh, we did get footage come in like B-roll. We got a, we got like, a lot of b-roll that we can show off um <laughs> and of that map in particular and uh there's like a crowd it's like a circular map and there's like a crowd uh cheering for you and it's like uh like there's like little rivers and creeks and like big mountains and caves all within like this compact uh map it looks really fun um uh, but that one's called thunderdome uh i'll uh, i'm trying to think what else there's there's like so many changes oh i didn't 
The name of this season is called season 20 is called breakout <sighs> ranked changes. This is probably the last piece that we will touch on today in the podcast. We're going to have like a ton of videos going up. We've got like tons of video interviews, gameplay, the whole nine yards. Uh, we've got, uh, we asked them like, what's up with the Titanfall IP. And we specifically asked about Jason Schreier's report last year about a canceled single player apex game. Um, all that it was going to be going up. If you were listening to this podcast, it should be live already over on the website, gameinformer.com slash, uh, apex legends. Jay also has a story behind the, the scenes of the, uh, Revenant rework, which a lot of players really loved, uh, two seasons ago, as well as why solo mode is never coming back to the game. And also where the hell are arenas? That's another game yeah. mode that people loved me and Jay included. I think that was like our first press event we went together. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, wow. Was, what a throwback! Was yeah. Apex like season? Was it season nine or something? Arenas? Yeah, so it was a while ago for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that mode kind of split the player base, and so in short, they want to bring that mode back, but they want to do it in the right way. Um, but right. we've got we've got interviews on all of that over on the website. Uh, but lastly, before we wrap up uh, this cover story conversation. Uh, do you want to talk about like the ranked changes, Jay? I know there's there's a lot of little minutia, but people are probably curious about it. Yeah, sure. So there are some sort of uh, top five streak modifiers. Um, there's a new team scoring um, mechanic, which I, I they didn't really delve too deeply into, but there there are sort of going to be a lot of these smaller modifiers that will um, uh, effectively change how you earn ranked points uh, throughout the matches and whatnot. And they're also bringing in for the context oh, of people on this call. Uh, Apex's ranked community is very engaged. It is like a huge part of the game. Like people play Apex competitively on all levels, and more so than like a Fortnite or a Warzone. Like Apex has like developed a very much as an esport. Um, with like the LGS and like uh, Jay and I have both competed in tournaments um, like side tournaments and stuff like it is uh, there is something about the game that really draws people in and is really fun to watch and I, I would say it's up there with like Overwatch and the Overwatch League Apex is up there as well now um, so these are like you know when I play Apex I play ranked right like um, and a lot of people do that as well so these these are like pretty big changes in the way that people play the game because the rules of ranked and like what you are rewarded for really influences how you play. And for a long time in apex, it has been like, let's hide. <laughs> yeah. Which is, not, exactly. which is not fun. This is very true. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Marcus loves it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, for competitive players who want to play at a very high skill level. It is not fun. You know how hard it is to not be seen by like a bunch of like hawks. I know it is hard. And I think, <laughs> Listen, I, there's no shade, Marcus. Um, I think I think the game mode, the hunt, is just 99 people and Marcus. Hunting Marcus, yeah. And you just have to find yeah. Marcus wherever he's at. He's in a bush. First no to weapons. kill Marcus wins. Yeah. Uh, find him if you dare. Um, but go ahead, Jay. Please continue. I just wanted to give context. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just more to your point, yeah, uh, ranked usually receives updates uh, pretty often, you know, and, and just to sort of change. 
uh, those play styles. And like AVA said, usually in the past, it was a lot of hiding. And sometimes they, they've been trying to highlight um, or really emphasize, again, more fights um, to, to earn points, more uh, team play to earn points. And then, like I said before, they, they do have this really cool modifier where you can have... Um, uh, like a like a top five streak where you're constantly trying to aim to be one of the last groups alive to be one of the strongest groups over and over again to build that streak to gain even more points so they're really just trying to emphasize ways for for you to sort of not sit back as much and really engage and interact and hopefully continue to learn yeah. um, the top five way, bonus um, there's also the challenger bonus is really cool where you <laughs> get more ranked points if you defeat a higher ranked opponent in the game right which is yeah, yeah, yeah. a really cool bonus Mm -hmm. And um, and and just another thing, um, and 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 I th I think this mainly has to do with ranked. Um, they're adding uh, like more uh, like they're bringing in more transparency with the the post match uh, results report. I, I can't remember the specific term match for summary, it, but I when think. you yeah. the match summary, thank you. Yeah, when you when you finish a game, you can sort of uh, get this this uh, this list of of things broken down about like, you know, how you performed, what you did that maybe uh, led to your defeat, what you did that maybe contributed to, to your win and whatnot. And they're really sort of tweaking that to give you more details. So you can just look at what you've done at the end of a match and learn like, okay, maybe I should continue doing that. Maybe I should like, like keep getting better at, at this aspect of the game, or maybe there's something I should avoid. Maybe there's something I should completely throw away in my play style. That's contributing to all my losses. Um, so, like so yeah, it's, it's a great way to sort of educate the player um, and, 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 and hopefully, promote some kind of uh like like player growth um or or to promote certain play styles and that and directly so, is tied into yeah. your rank as well like here's how mm -hmm. many points you got for this that kind of thing as well right so so yeah yeah a lot of cool stuff coming yeah uh it's really like i think this season is very much like you aren't getting like the new legend right you're not getting a new map but it is fundamentally changing the game in uh, so many ways that it feels super fresh and it feels like a new like a new game uh in, in a lot For of sure. ways yeah and you'll be technically i guess with legend upgrades right you'll sort of everyone will sort of just be relearning yeah i mean all like of the legends again right yeah, so it wouldn't really make sense yeah. to drop a new character because like yeah you're gonna be like oh there's what how many people on the apex roster right now like 20 there's, there's a lot yeah there's a lot yeah. there's definitely over 25 20. maybe uh Probably, it's a lot. Probably Have they caught up to like the the Tekken roster? Thirty-two, <laughs> fourteen, sixteen, no, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two. There's twenty-four right now. Okay, twenty-four hmm. legends it's a uh, lot. in the game. Yeah, and each of those all now who have new four new uh, ability changes right. or like uh, upgrades. Have they ever um, taken away a legend like vaulted them? Did they do that? They haven't vaulted them, but they that revenant. Uh, the rework, rework that yeah. we were talking about, they introduced Revenant as a completely new kind of character. And that's the oh, first so time like, they've done that. Gotcha. Kind uh, of like people Overwatch. really were not. They're like, people aren't playing this character, uh, which means he's not fun. Uh, let's mm -hmm. figure out how to make him fun. Right. Uh, and they right. did that. Now people love Revenant. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's super cool. It's a it's a really interesting way to shake up the meta uh, and. Yeah, I can't wait for I can, I cannot wait for for legend upgrades to drop. For sure, I'm really excited to see how legend upgrades affect uh like competitive like on the professional level. It'll be really interesting to see like 
in ALGS what pros are choosing as their upgrades, like what fits into their comps and everything. And then, of course, that'll sort of trickle down to all the players who love to watch their favorite pros. You know, you'll start seeing certain wraiths with the same interesting abilities. You'll sort of be learning, okay, what are what's the strongest way to play these legends, you know? And, and I, I think that's what's so interesting about it. You know, we've had these sort of hardcore metas that have existed for literally five years, and now it's all potentially going to change. Um, so, yeah. Uh, there's definitely as big a shift as, as, as they've been claiming for sure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited. Uh, of course, uh, once, you know, once we have like solidified details on, uh, those maps and, uh, the new map and then like the new BR map and the new, uh, legend we played, that'll be later on in the year, probably, um, like when new seasons come, but what we have that information, we'll like, see what's per what's like actually been like finalized that kind of thing and and get some stories out the door we're definitely like not dropping the ball on that and uh working with pr to make sure like we can we can showcase that stuff when it's ready to be to be right. shown off so overall it was like a really fruitful trip to, to respawn um, Yeah, i mean i i love the game before i worked at game informer i hosted uh the number one apex legends podcast at the time uh Whoa. and this this pathfinder statue for watching the video version was the first ever like press kit thing that I was sent nice. in my game career, like outside of like a game That's code, right? Uh, and it was sure. this guy, and I was like, "Oh, let me review this this figure." And Pathfinder is my favorite character, so so yeah, I keep this around. And it was like, "Oh man, I can I should pull Pathfinder <laughs> out for this podcast." It was like this full circle moment in my career to get to go to yeah. to respawn with Jay, who I've played tons of Apex with and talked yeah. about the game so much with him. It's uh it was a really fun cover story for sure yeah it was it was sort of like a passion project i think yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um well jay i know you gotta go um but where can people follow you find your work sure uh so you can follow me on the hellscape twitter uh at jason underscore guisao um, and you can also go, I guess, to my personal website, uh, jguisao.com, uh, where I have like a lot of my writing, some of the, some of my writing from GI is on there as well. Um, so, so yeah, you could definitely check me out there. Hell yeah. And are you currently a free agent, um, for work? Yes, I am currently a free agent looking for more writing, narrative design and editorial opportunities. So yeah, please, please, uh, reach out, uh, if, uh, if you, if if you have any of those or, or you need uh, someone who's super passionate about games and writing in general. Um, yeah. I'm also, he's a game developer too. He's put out uh, several games. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank well, you. Jay, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, having me. We will see you hopefully soon. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Jay. Right. We'll definitely be in touch. Thank you guys. Yeah, right. Appreciate you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. And we are back. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Um, we've got a, a pack. Hold on, Alex. Can I, can I issue a mid-episode correction? Yes. Please. You guys. You guys talked about Thunderdome, and yeah. Marcus made a Mad Max joke, right? Yeah. And then oh, I uh-huh. said sometimes basketball is involved, and yeah. you all politely chuckled. I <laughs> was I was ac- totally getting Mad Max confused with Escape from L.A. There's the scene where Kurt Russell has to like play basketball to survive inside a cage. Oh, right. But yeah. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is a very different sport. 
Uh, there's yeah, like, I yeah, was so. uh, I was I was confused. Okay, so I, I just wanted fine. to correct that. I was thinking I wasn't trying to throw LA. you under the bus. You know? I'm sorry, everybody. I, I apologize. Uh, leave me a comment in the comment section. Mm. My <laughs> you know my that, uh... polite chuckle was I don't know what any of you are talking about. <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. So. I do that a lot, Charles. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, sure, yeah. I'm yeah, too polite to just ask what what are you referencing? <laughs> well, the amount of references we throw out on the show, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You know? See, Kyle, this is what we get for being old. Yeah. Well, you know, Charles. That's yeah. what Charles is here to remind us about every oh, day. Four years <laughs> old. Our, I'm our mortality. The local spring chicken. Yeah. Let's get this egg, shall we, Charles? The spring chicken egg. <laughs> let's get this bread. Uh, I don't know. Get, let's talk about. Let's, let's talk about video egg. games. Uh, we're going to be talking about after that Apex story. We got a lot still to talk about. We're going to be talking about. Suicide Squad. We're going to be talking about a wrestling. wrestling. WWE 2K24 is the yep. name of the game, wrestling. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling you know, for, game. For all of our, like, you know, Alex, you and me are kind of on the same page of, like, I don't really know wrestling. Like, we should know the title. It's the same title every year. <laughs> they literally <laughs> just changed the last number. <laughs> I know. Well, I know, I know WWE 2K24. Cody Rhodes is on the cover. I know these things. Okay. Right? I was just, I don't mean. You saw him win the Rumble. Yeah, I, I I watched. I'm I'm a fan now, Cody Rhodes fan. You were paid to um, be a fan. Yeah, um, I was a paid <laughs> actor, two hundred dollars, um, for six hours of labor, I guess. Um, Persona Three Reload, and we're gonna also be talking about Mario vs Donkey Kong. Uh, we're gonna lead in with Suicide Squad. Uh, Marcus, Kyle, you two have been playing the game. I'm. I'm uh, envious, I think. Um, I think. <laughs> I, I want to qualifier. I have said on this podcast, I want to play that video game. Uh, but I've also seen like there's been like some issues, some launch issues going on with like the early access stuff. But you two have access now. You've been playing it. You received codes from PR. Uh, what do you What do you think? Uh, who should start here, Kyle? Well, okay. It's funny. Marcus and I did find out we stopped at the exact same spot. Which, oh, okay. What would you say? An hour, hour and a half, maybe? An hour and a, at least an hour and a half. So, uh, we're not playing together. Yeah. To make that clear, we're playing just se- single player so far. Yeah. So um, grain of salt, right? Hour and a half. That's all we've played. Um, yeah. Uh, Marcus, I, you seemed eager to share your thoughts. So I'm curious. Uh, let's get those hot takes. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't want to phrase this. Um, oh no. The it's um underwhelming disappointing is that the word i want to use uh i will say the beginning of this game is awful <laughs> i think the way really the game i think i'm already is i think i'm already maybe going against you a little bit awful huh okay. i think the they so they started in media res basically um where you're kind of like you're, you're what seems to be late i get that reference story. I know what media res is. <laughs> yeah, it's not a reference. I understand it's literary. It's literary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it starts out, uh, you know, without getting too specific. Like, okay, this seems like a late point in the story, and it it basically is a tutorial where you take turns going through each of the heroes as you're fighting uh, through waves of enemies, and it's just a to me, it's a very flat way to start the game because it throws you in without any context and i get that's what a media res is but i feel like there's been so many examples of that done better where it's like there was a moment where i legit thought i had accidentally selected a tutorial option without realizing it because it's that just like if in form it's like oh boom you're on some floating islands and it's like hey this is how you shoot and this is how you jump and you're like oh 
uh, okay, this is I kind of expected a more like cinematic opening to this game coming off the Arkham stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a big cutscene or something like that. So I mean, I was like about okay. the intro to Arkham Asylum. You know, it's like one of the best to ever do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay. Um, okay. I, I, you know, they start you with Deadshot, who is who I'm playing as actually the entire time so far. Um, and it just from like the the structure of it of like it's like basic tutorial stuff combined with the really bland music and just the uninteresting level design stuff it was just like this is not this <laughs> i don't know if this is a great way to put your best foot forward with this game that already has like a lot of doubt and it's even more kind of like uh, like an odd choice because after you do that you do get the big cutscene. And it's like, why? Did, I was like, like you should have just started with that because this is infinitely more interesting than this kind of like loading you up front with like, all right, here's some like really basic, like arena esque shooting that you have to do four times, and it feels like it takes forever. And the shooting itself is like fine, but it's not blowing me away. You know, I think that's kind of my big thing with this game so far is that it's just like fine. But I think coming uh, good. No, go ahead, Kyle. No, I I'm not trying to cut you off at all. I I I'm coming. I I totally hear you on all this. But I think I was just coming at it from a more almost analytical perspective, of like that whole opening sequence where you play as the four characters. I almost read that. That is was the same to me as changing the settings before I started the game. That was like me going to invert Y and make sure subtitles are turned on. You know? Yeah. So like. I didn't I didn't mind it so much because then then when the when it starts proper I think it's a fun introduction to the characters I think it's a fun sequence you know I like the characters and everything like that but I I totally hear you that it's like this uh, we're starting here we're just like dropped in right and then after once I got into the sort of the open world I was kind of like yeah we totally could have just started with that cutscene like this could have been my first gameplay interaction I would have been okay with that yeah especially because the open world like the metropolis proper is way more interesting than whatever that like you're like this weird like void or whatever it was yeah. <laughs> it's like the one thing the void gave me which is like maybe the most positive thing I have to say about it I'm definitely coming in a little stronger than you Marcus I, I'm I'm hooked in a little bit more I think than you are by this first hour and a half uh, maybe I don't know. I'm trying to like read your facial expression, but um, <laughs> that void, which is a bunch of like floating structures in the sky, shows off what I think the game does well, which is like movement. The shooting is okay. The movement I like quite a bit. Like they all have sort of distinct ways of moving around. Like the king shark can like just jump really far and jump really high. Uh, Captain Boomerang can teleport everywhere, which is who I ended up playing as just because he had the weirdest set of abilities that were kind of hard to nail down and I wanted to keep like practicing with him. And he is also quickly like the sort of character I find the funniest because he is a loser. He yeah, is like he's a definitely the most loser. entertaining of like, the of the four so far. But he's so yeah. confident. He, he is like that archetype of confident loser that is quite funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the performance is, is really fun and energetic. And um, that accent is great. So, like, aesthetically, there are things that are clicking with me that I, that I like. But then, and, and this is where I think we're starting to align, Marcus, when it, when it becomes a wave-based shooter, I'm kind of like, I don't, this isn't what I wanted from Rocksteady, man. You know, like, I'm seeing Arkham characters 
You know, the 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 I can't remember the character's name who has the hook for a hand who's like in all the Arkham games. Uh, you start in Arkham Asylum. You see the you sort hear of the Arkham music. Like that's like yeah. the first thing you hear in that cutscene. It just takes you back. Like, oh yeah, this is in. This is giving me so many warm fuzzy memories. And there's like you see the force fields from Arkham Asylum, like in the background of the opening cutscenes and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I just I I love this world. I want to be in this world, and I just don't know if this is the avenue by which I want to be here. Right. Yeah, it's it's like um to go to your point about the traversal. I I I I'm with you in that. It's what I like most about it, how forgiving it is. Like they really want you to stay airborne as much as possible. Like there's so many like oh you can do like a so I'm playing with Deadshot who has a, a jetpack right, and they're like hey you can boost, but you know you can basically like reload your boost in midair because it's like you have a finite bar. But it's like oh yeah if you hit L one you'll basically just reload it and then you just keep going. And then even then. If you get up against like a vertical surface, you can kind of like, like, it's not even like a wall run technically, like running up the wall. It's kind of just like, I don't know, you just boost and he just kind of clings to it and he just ascends and every character has like a version of that basically. I think I, what I don't like about it so far, I'm still getting used to it too. So keep that in mind again, hour and a, first hour and a half, yeah. still getting used to the, to the mechanics. Uh, it feels a little too flaily. And kind of chaotic, where I feel like I lose control more often than not. Uh, like, okay, like, I'm kind of, I don't feel graceful, like, calm, like okay, I'm sh- aiming for that rooftop. I'm going to fly there, and then I kind of land in a way that is, like, either, like, okay, I almost nailed it. It's like, I'm here, so who cares? But there's something about, like, the transition from, like, flailing around in the air, then landing, and then you can also do, like, a slide that he teaches you. Like, if you slide when you land, you and you boost you can like if you jump off your slide you'll get a boost for your next like traversal ability or something like that and from the times i tried it it doesn't chain together quite as well as i think they're going for but again i have to keep messing with to see like if it's just a me thing but i have been messing with it a lot because they this game uh, for the first like i mean i guess up to the point that we stopped they're still very much like making you do the same thing over and over with like a weird checklist of like, okay, do that thing we showed you before, but like three times. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, the checkbook. And I was like, I already know how to do this. <laughs> you still don't think I know how to do this. Um, I do so wonder like, if given time the the chaining of those abilities will feel more comfortable. You I know, hope like so. It, it yeah. ha- my, like my optimistic perspective is like, even though you are flailing a little bit and you're just kind of making it to your destination, sort of almost by accident, it feels like sometimes it's like, I bet with time, if I focus on Captain Boomerang's warp ability here, I bet I could do some really cool stuff. I just he's but got I need the weirdest one too. Yeah, I feel like yeah. his is the trickiest to to, to yeah. wrap your head around because it's like you're throwing the boomerang and then you basically teleport to it. Yeah, but then you can kind of like do shorter bursts of that to to traverse longer gaps. And I've started using that in combat as well now, where I'm using yeah. it to dodge because you can click the left thumbstick to dodge. But if on Captain Boomerang, if you tap L1, he'll just He'll zip around like at high speed, and so, like I'm, I'm sort of starting to get that momentum of like, this could have some cool rhythms to it. I don't, I don't have them yet though. I'm not there as a player. Yeah, I'm getting like with Deadshot. I like you know with his jetpack, you can hover in the air and just sort of pick people off on the ground. Like I like having that option to be like, oh, I'm just gonna fly away from this crowd and just like throw a grenade below and blow a bunch of people up. I think Harley's is probably. Like, because Harley swings, basically. Like, she has, like, the bat trend she can swing off of. And all I could think of as I was doing that was, like, man, I bet Rocksteady wishes this didn't come out after Spider-Man. 
<laughs> like the best swinging mechanics in video games, and then yeah. this one is just kind of like, eh, it's it, it it gets it's it gets right. you there, I guess. It's yeah, it's fine. It's not like awful, but it's like it is again, kind of like janky a little, like flaily, I guess. Like it's not as tight. It's not like or as polished as um as like the swinging at Spider Man. Uh, Charles, were you gonna ask? I was gonna say fun fact. All three Spider-Man games came out between Arkham Knight and Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh my God, that's you're a, totally so. right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't. I what I'm enjoying most so far about the game is like I like. It's kind of a rock that does best. Like I like the performances so far. You know, Deborah Wilson as America as Amanda Waller, A plus pick. You know, the cast is funny. Like you mentioned, I like Captain Boomerang. I, I'm more or less enjoying their interactions. There's some like banter stuff that misses for me, but there's other stuff. It's like, okay, that was kind of funny. It's just like the world building stuff of like, okay, like I like, I think Metropolis from what I've seen of it looks nice and it's pretty dense with detail. I just see, and it's, it's weird how, I mean, not weird because they're going for like a sillier vibe, but it's, it's weird to see like the, a silly version of this world that we've only seen like a very grim sort of interpretation of with Gotham. And it's weird to get, see it during the day. I mean that too, but even in that opening cutscene with Arkham, you can tell like okay they they sillied it up because like there's that sign outside of Arkham Asylum that says like any it's like Arkham Asylum and then like a little sign that says any hitchhikers might be escaped inmates. Like as I a think that was in Arkham Asylum. That, yeah, was that? That's a, that's I think a so. Long time okay, yeah. I don't yeah. remember that one. Okay. Then never mind. It was always there. I, I gave him too much credit. <laughs> but, <laughs> the, silly, the silliness is absolutely. I mean, the opening cut scene is bit. just. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think the thing just not to really focus on Captain Boomerang. I think the thing that really is working <laughs> with about him for me is right. You're like a lot. Some of the banter doesn't work for you, right? Like it's not all great, but for Captain Boomerang, it doesn't matter because he sucks. So like, if he makes a bad <laughs> comment, if he makes a stupid joke. You're like, yeah, that's Captain Boomerang. He's he's an idiot. It's a classic <laughs> and, and it's boomerang. Like, yeah, it's like it's just, it's just working <laughs> for me in that sense. Um, yeah, the the story stuff is like is is interesting. I, but I am a, I love Arkham Asylum, City and Night, and like to to be in that world is like bringing me a long way. Marcus and I both played through the first interaction with Batman. Yeah, and Green Lantern, I guess. So we've yeah, met sorta. Green Lantern, Flash, and Batman. But the Batman stuff stood out to be quite a bit because it actually it's a very cinematic moment for lack of a better term. I know that's sort of an overused term in video games, but like it literally takes away your abilities for a moment and you're just trying to run away from Batman in a dark theater mm. and it's and it's creepy and it's like scary and it's and it's interesting to be on the other side of Batman after having spent so much time as him in other games, you know, crawling through vents and stuff. And like to play as all four criminals trying to get away from him was like a cool moment. And I was like, if if we can do stuff that like this cool. throughout the whole game where you're kind of leaning into these characters in a cool way and it's just it's not all just wave based shooting scenarios, like I want to see it to the end then. If if yeah. that's the case. You know? It's like the stuff when they when they take you out of that world and they put you in an enclosed environment, basically. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is what Rocksteady's good at. It's like yeah, okay, we're going down some, like let's some DC narrative stuff going, you know. Yeah, like we're in a hallway. Awesome. <laughs> see, yeah. As weird as that sound, it's kind of like, oh hell yeah, we're in a corridor. Now we can get into the the juicy stuff. Yeah, um, that is the stuff that like I agree that Batman sequence is cool. It was a little frustrating. There were some because you're like dodging his traps, 
And there were some traps where it's like, I don't I don't know how I can get around this. It feels like I'm yeah, supposed to get hit. <laughs> yeah, it's like which was like I made me think I was doing something wrong, but it's like I literally have no way of disarming or circumventing this. So I guess yeah, I'll just running past it. Run yeah. and then you don't run fast enough. So it's like I guess I'm just supposed to suck here. Um it turns out Batman's <laughs> but... not like the world's greatest detective. It's just all the criminals in his world are freaking idiots. And now you are <laughs> playing as one of them. It's like I can see the bat gel that you sprayed in the shape of a Batman symbol, you know, that you're going to explode <laughs> so in five extra minutes. Batman. I can see it. I just, I can't, I just got to run into it. That's yeah, it's like right, in it's like right in this door opening. And it's like, I have to go that way because the objective markers on the other side, <laughs> there's no other way to go. So it's like, it has a big blast radius. It turns out, yeah. I mean, it was fun to see that. Great just... work once again, Bruce. He tells himself, <laughs> yeah. as he, like, oh, you're a genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, that's, that's fun especially the nostalgia angle of like oh man i remember when i used to draw these bat i remember i drew the explosive bat symbols all over the place this is what it's like to be on the other side of this huh um and i guess of course hearing kevin conroy again you know warm fuzzy memories there too it's like okay i i i know i sound negative and to an extent i am but again, try, I feel like the... I'm talk, trying to talk you out of it, by the way. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, the, it's, it is the open world kind of like, I, like the moment, the moment action, like getting around and, and shooting that I have the biggest issue with, which I guess is the problem that a lot of people have had or, or like fears that they've had. Or again, when it's the times where they've like, like there's a cool sequence in the beginning with Green Lantern where you first see him that I thought was like actually really neat. You know, I was like, yeah. that's a cool way to introduce like, what happened to this character um and and also almost like a i mean it was almost like a literal tour of like the current state of metropolis i like when like and that's when you can see rock city like the best of them come out during those moments where like okay they know how to they can do cinematics and also just like like they're when they introduce their version of a character and what's happened to them and like say like hey, here's what we've done Let, let's show you a cool way of like showing off this character that's when it's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I love from this. And then when he's like, all right, now there's like five guys on that rooftop. Uh, can you just like go shoot them, please? <laughs> uh, and <laughs> and then and then some like really bland music kicks in, and it's like you know it's like like all right, I'm popping these guys' heads off. And it's also I haven't found the combat particularly challenging either, which is also why it's a little bit of falling flat for me. Um, and I'm not saying this because I'm I'm good because I'm still very much getting used to it. Just like seems pretty easy borderline mindless not quite like there's some systems there that are into like uh I, I assume this is the case with every character but i've only used that shot where it's like if you shoot their legs you have this move where you can hit r2 and then you can drain their shield and take their shield and add it to your shield so it's like oh if you like basically cripple them their shields go down and then you can siphon it for them and you're like okay that's an interesting layer of strategy i haven't really need to rely on it yet because it, again it hasn't been overly challenging but i'm seeing like okay maybe the game will get harder when it's like okay i'm gonna really need to start zoning in on that stuff but there's like interesting ideas there i just have to again play more to see how it all evolves over time and, and gels yeah it's it's a it's a bit of a mixed bag for me right now but again an hour and a half into what's likely to be like it probably like a 20-ish hour game maybe more than that is like not a lot so you know We'll see how it gets better. And also, we haven't played co-op either. So Yeah, yeah. 
you know, maybe yeah, it's... See, uh, how those abilities merge together for the different characters and stuff. But yeah. it, it, it hasn't it hasn't answered my skepticism going in, right? Because like I, Me neither. I, That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Rocksteady. Like, I think they're among the best, period. Uh, just on the kind of games that I like. Uh, and this game still can... And, like, this first taste is like, I, this isn't really what I want from Rocksteady. But the Rocksteady stuff is good, you know? Uh, it's just like the... What I'm... I, what I fear will make up a large majority of the game, which is the sort of wave-based shooting, is like seems like fine, you know. Um, and I and I'm and I'm worried about it getting tedious over the course of a larger and longer experience. Yeah, I think that like with the Arkham games, it's like they took Batman and they understood that character so well to where they basically created a brand new form of combat to showcase like what kind of fighter he is and like innovated in the action genre by like as a result. Whereas this game is like, okay, what what kind of like creative thing can you do with the Suicide Squad? And so far, the answer has been look at every other live service game and put the Suicide Squad in it. <laughs> and like, it's not. A, I mean, it's like, okay, we looked at Crackdown and Destiny, and I don't know, maybe a little bit of Anthem in there too, and said like, <laughs> what if Suicide Squad was doing this stuff? And that's like less exciting than like that for you know, like first thrill when you first started fighting in the Arkham games, you're like, oh, wow, I've never played anything like this. Yeah. This is the opposite. It was like, I've not only played things like this, but I've played better versions of this <laughs> so yeah. far. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, a again, we'll see how it progresses. But yeah, I, I'm with you, Kyle. Like, it has not dispelled my skepticism, even with the, some of the cooler stuff that I've seen so far. Yeah. It's <laughs> also a pretty game, too, worth calling out. I think it looks really good. Yeah. One last, maybe my last thought is, um, I don't know if Marcus has more, but... I am curious about its comparisons, if it even receives any, to uh, Marvel's Avengers, um, because I think they are they're sort of going for the same thing. And I will say, if I'm comparing the two directly, I am way more into this than I ever was Marvel Avengers. Um, I will co-sign that. Yeah. Okay. Probably even more of an indictment for Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's more of us just like uh, you know, <laughs> crapping on Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. A it's game like that Suicide Squad doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are we saying that Suicide Squad's that good or that Avengers was that bad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So. But yes, I will say I'm, I'm more into this, and I'm I love DC, but I'm more of a Marvel guy anyway. So, but like. I'd rather play the moment-to-moment action in this game than any, basically, than in, in the Marvel's Avengers. So yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's an accolade to hang your hat on. But... <laughs> yeah, that go on the box. <laughs> game better than a Marvel's Avengers. Uh, it's like it better be. <laughs> what a bar. What a bar. Yeah. Okay. Suicide Squad, run! Oh. Don't walk out on Friday. I want to play more. Yeah, if that. If I do want to play more. Else. I will be playing. I will probably finish it just because I want to see the story stuff. Yes. Yeah. We were having, I don't want to get into it because it may be potentially spoilery, but we were kind of in an exciting way, I think, having a sort of what does this mean for Arkham Knight discussion before we started. And I, and I'm, and I'm glad that I'm having that discussion, right? Yeah, like I'm glad that it's, that, that, uh, that it doesn't completely delete all the Arkham games, which was like another fear of mine. Well, I mean, Brian wrote in his preview where he played it, where he spoke to the team, he did say that apparently the game does address that ending, like the true ending for Arkham Yeah, Man. yeah. So honestly, that's like enough of a carrot on a stick, or it's like, all right, I, I would like to, because so far when you see it, you're like, I have no idea how this is in the same universe just because of how Batman's presence is represented. We're like, 
Do you remember how come night ended? <laughs> <laughs> we were there. Like, what, how did we get from this to this? Um, uh, so if they, if if there is an explanation, I would really like to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'll play. I'll play twenty hours of Suicide Squad to learn more about Arkham Knight. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I obviously still want to play it, but I, you've tempered my expectations in a healthy way. I think. Yeah. Right. We should all I'm play excited it. for Captain Boomerang. He's um, pretty. He's pretty good. He's he's guys, a contender for biggest dork. I think already. You guys yeah. ever play uh, Lego Batman Two DC Superheroes? No, I've heard it's good. It's it's a good uh, if you're ten, really good. <laughs> Captain Boomerang's in that game, and when you encounter him in the overworld, he says, "Try to get rid of me. I'll come right back." Um, that's, that's, and he that's might good. he might be at the top of Wayne Tower, and I think we kept falling off when we were trying to get him. So just over and over again, we would hear, try to get rid of me. I'll come right back. See, like, that's the kind of thing he will, <laughs> He, I can almost guarantee he will say in Suicide Squad at some point, and the rest of the squad will be like, shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, shut up, Captain Boomerang. You suck. I'm playing as you, but you suck. Yeah. I'll say it as I'm awkwardly trying to jetpack to the top of the building to meet with him. <laughs> yeah, <falling. right>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, like I said, I, I want to play. I would love to get a group. Like if the four or three of us can hop into a thing together, because I, I want to see this game like at full strength, so to speak, like yeah, a full yeah. party of four, and see what that looks like. I love that full strength, max power, exactly yeah, maximum power. Uh, well, speaking of maximum power, talk to me about that that wrestling game. <laughs> wrestling WWE 2K24 featuring the Royal Rumble winner Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. Yes. How is it? He's only one of the cover stars in the deluxe. Yeah, there's more. I don't know who the others are, though, Marcus. So he's the cover star of the standard edition. There's the one girl who is looking down at the Royal Rumble menacingly. She's like the brunette. She's a cover star. Black hair. Yeah, she's one of the champions right now. Yeah, she's one of the. On the deluxe edition, uh, her name's Rhea Ripley. She shares the cover with Bianca Belair, who is the girl with the long braid that made it to the end. Oh, she's. And she like whips people with her braid. She right? does whip people with her braid. And yeah. it, it's very <laughs> loud. Cool. It hurt. It has left welts on women's bodies. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. It's a fun. It must be a fun gimmick unless you're an opponent. Then you're like, I guess I'm getting whipped tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this okay, is, is going to suck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I uh, went to a preview event weekend of the Royal Rumble. Actually, it was the morning of the Royal Rumble. Uh, I guess disclosure, 2K did treat us all to the Rumble itself. You know, we all went there afterwards just to put that out there. doesn't color my opinion of the game. That's just what they do. They did the same thing last year. But that out of the way, um, got to sit down and play it. The And the uh, it was a limited demo. And he had a few superstars and basically just the new modes, including uh, a new showcase, which uh, showcase is like always, I guess, the showcase mode in every game where it's pretty much like a playable documentary. Where like in previous games, it'll either follow the career of one person. Like last year was John Cena, and it just let you. It had actually an interesting angle where you you played John Cena's biggest losses, like all of the matches that he had like lost in and that were like significant. So you played as his opponents, but like in between those, they had like these live action videos of John Cena in a studio narrating about like the context for each match and why the loss was like significant to him and what he learned from it and i actually thought that was like a neat way to do it because usually it's like i don't know you live through the superstar's biggest triumphs right but he's just like no what if you just like 
beat my ass for a whole game. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, this year, since WrestleMania 40 is uh, less than 70 days away, uh, they're celebrating 40 years of WrestleMania. So the matches are just some of the most iconic matches in WrestleMania history. Uh, there was only three in the build. There was uh, uh, Rick Rude versus Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 5. And then two from last year's WrestleMania, which was WrestleMania 39. Uh, it was uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, uh, which is, might possibly be the best women's match in WrestleMania history. Absolutely toward house down last year, so I could see why they added it. And then the main event, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the world title. And the cool thing about those modes is in the same is true with this year, is that while you're playing the match, you have objectives where it's like, it's like historical objectives. Of like, hey, do this move at this time because that's what happened in the real match. Uh, but what's nice is that now in previous games, they just told you the name of the move, but not how to do it. So if you didn't know how to play or if you hadn't played in a while, you would see like, hey, do an Irish whip. And you'd be like, what the hell is an Irish whip? How do I, what button is that? <laughs> so you'd have to go into the menu and be like, okay, what's the move list? Like, how do you do that? Now the moves are just displayed under the task. So it's like oh, nice. in parentheses, like, hey, hit X and then down, or it just tells you what to do. So it's like, okay. I don't have to try to decipher what you're asking of me. Um, so that makes it a lot easier. Um, the other cool thing about Showcase this has always existed. It still does the thing where during points in the match, it'll transition to real life footage of the match, like seamlessly. So you'll hit like a move and then you'll just start watching the footage of the match of like what happened after you did the move. And then you'll watch for a bit and then it'll jump back to the game, like at the later point in the match that the live action footage, uh, you know, stopped at. Uh, that's all still there. It's all still wonderfully produced, as it always has been. So, you know, no big changes there. I'm curious to see what the full match list looks like. I do this fun game of, like, weeding out what can't be there. Either, like, who's not in the company right now that maybe works for a rival company that would normally be here? Or who's in trouble right now with, like, legal things that maybe can't be in this game? Maybe someone mm. named Bork Laser or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we may have some a bit of controversy around them. Um, anyways, uh, the other in terms of like a general gameplay thing, they have a new thing called the uh, trading blows. So I don't. You might have seen this out. I don't know if anyone did it at the Rumble, but like in in real wrestling, there's sometimes sequences where dudes will punch each other, like basically take turns punching each other in like a dramatic fashion. So they'd be like, Wah! and then the guy will just take it and then he'll come back and they basically it's like who can hit each other harder until one person is no longer standing. And then if it's I, I've seen the concept. Yeah. And then the crowd, if it's a good guy and a bad guy or just someone they like versus someone they don't, they'll chant like, boo, yay. Like when the person they whatever one <laughs> connects is like, boo, yay, boo. Oh, he hit again, boo, boo. <laughs> It's based. Okay. They managed to make a mini game for that system, where everyone like you just hold the X button and you fill a meter, and then you have to let go in a, like a red section to execute it. And if you miss it, then you don't. You just absorb the incoming blow. And then sometimes you'll get like a sliver of a gold meter, and if you can stop it in there, you'll do like a really hard hit. And then the winner of that sequence will stun the other player. So then that player would pretty much just be rendered helpless, and you can kind of just have your way with them at that point. So I think okay. that's like a fun thing because that's such a trope in wrestling. I didn't get to do this, but they also added a another big trope where you can dive outside the ring on top of a bunch of people waiting to catch you. 
uh, <laughs> which is like the technical term. And in context, it's oh my god, there's like a group of people, and then this super circle is top rope. It's like, oh wait, what, what are they doing? Oh, they just jump in a pile of people. But in reality, it's like, why are they all standing there, like waiting? It's like they're just waiting to catch him. But you're like, no, suspend your disbelief. There, <laughs> he's he's jumping on top of this crowd. He's, he's a daredevil. <laughs> um, so like, there's a whole mini game around that now, uh, which is nice. In terms of the other match types that were available, there was the ambulance match, which is a new addition. And I want to ask you guys, when you hear the name ambulance match, what do you think that entails? Uh, so the loser gets taken away in an ambulance? Fighting inside of an ambulance. Ooh, Two ambulances fighting. <gasps> it's yeah, a like literal trans- ambulance Transformers match. Transformers style. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Kyle, you're you're more or less right. Like two oh, ambulances I feel like fighting. That, oh no, the first one you said. The, 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 the one that's. I feel like that's like obvious. The one that's I, not I insane. Really obvious, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like usually the match is it's like a no disqualification match where it's like anything goes. You can use weapons because the idea is to beat your opponent down so weapons. bad that you throw them into an ambulance that is parked outside the ring. Like they drive out a real ambulance, like they back it up against the ring, and then you. You have to beat them down because you have to get them weak enough to where they'll allow you to like not only open the doors of the ambulance, but throw them inside and you have to close the door shut and then the ambulance will drive them away to presumably the hospital. Uh, it's a silly match type. Wrestling silly. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, <laughs> I've, I've heard. I'm picking heard it up. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people have fought on top of the ambulance. You could do that in this game too. You could go up there and duke it out, do moves with each other. You can jump off the ambulance, which is nice. Who wouldn't want to do that? Uh, I don't think you can drive it, which is sad because historically in wrestling, uh, wrestlers are for whatever reason capable of operating any type of vehicle or machinery because there have been numerous instances of wrestlers getting taken out on an ambulance in the beginning of the show only to come back at the end driving the ambulance that took them away. So the implication is that they stole the ambulance that <laughs> at the hospital and there's never any consequences for it. Like no one brings up how like, that might be a federal crime. <laughs> I'm like, wait, he just, it's just like, well, my God, we thought they were like dead and now they're back and they're driving the ambulance and the commentators, he doesn't have, has no problem with like, wait, how did he, is he like wanted right now? Is he a wanted man? <laughs> um, well, if GTA has taught us anything, if you steal an ambulance and was it press R3, you just start doing ambulance missions and you're, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you joke, but I literal Grand Theft Auto is a a, tr- a tradition in wrestling. <laughs> many <laughs> many cars and vehicles have been stolen, and nobody says anything. Uh, somebody got dropped from a forklift once. Anyway, so that's there. It's it's fine. It's it's like a fun little thing. I played with another uh, another journalist. Shout out to uh, Matthew from Dual Shockers. Uh, we were. It was like basically back and forth of like you beat each other up. You try to put each other in the ambulance. You're hitting button prompts. And you're pretty much just mashing buttons to fill your respective meter. It's sort of like a strength battle when you're like, I'm closing the door, but then they're inside trying to keep the door from closed. And you're just sort of like in a tug of war until you can do it. You pretty much have to stun them to get them weak enough to uh, to do it. It did feel a little one-sided when you were like in the ambulance versus being on the outside of it. Because it felt like, because you have to do it twice where you throw them in there and you're you're trying to do the initial door battle. And then if you win that, you're like, okay, this is it. But then... Right when you're closing it, they have like a last second, like they stick their hand through the little sliver and they're like, no, they get one more chance. And then they, it feels like the game kind of like favors that player at that point to give them one more chance. Uh, and that took some weird figuring out of like, man, how did you get so, where'd you get this like burst of energy suddenly where I'm having a harder time, even though I beat you in the first minigame. <laughs> uh, so maybe the balancing there is a little wonky. 
Uh, the other mode I play was Backstage Brawl, which has existed. The only really big thing is you can throw weapons now instead of just holding them and beating them up. So you can pick up a chair and pelt it at somebody. It's always nice. It's a Tears of the uh, Kingdom inspiration. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ultra Hands in this game now. I don't know if you <laughs> <laughs> just slap. You can glue wrestlers together. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you can, but it's still got a lot of the same. Uh, the backstage area is roughly the same as it was in the last game. You know, It's got the big spotlight there you can there's like multiple levels of like the backstage area where you can climb ladders and fight up there and then throw people off of the platform and and they land in a way that should absolutely kill them but they're fine um or you can throw them on through a spotlight and it explodes and you're like yeah they're dead um <laughs> but they kick out it too so <laughs> and the match continues <laughs> um so like that's there the only other thing there like there's other match types that are new that aren't available there's the casket match uh do you guys think you know what a casket match is you kill you gotta leave in a casket or they're brought in in caskets oh you steal or a casket and drive it All right yeah <laughs> i think you probably just leave in a casket did you ever the undertaker out? the undertaker does something uh, it's two vampires two vampires are fighting okay I liked all but like all the answers. But like Twilight vampires. <laughs> okay, I don't yeah, like, like I don't moody, like your answer. Moody anymore. teenager vampires. But they have like super speed and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> uh, I guess Alex should close is like the idea is that you have a casket, you gotta put your opponent in it and close the lid shut. It used to be the uh-huh. Undertaker's match, like there's never been a casket so match that, right. didn't, yeah. that didn't involve the Undertaker, because that's kind of his thing, you know? Mm. Uh, and he would be the one to like challenge people to it because it's like, oh, this is his match or he has like three matches that are basically his honestly hmm. uh there's a buried alive match too it's not in this game but he he used to bury people alive but the ironic thing was that he's probably lost more of those than he's won so he's technically been killed multiple <laughs> times on the air okay. uh two times by his own brother but any t- anyway that's in the game didn't get to play it um the controls uh one big step that 2k23 did was trying to make the controls a little bit more arcadey because the 2k games have always been criticized especially pre-pandemic for being a little too dense and and just sluggish and slow. And since they've come back, that has gradually gotten better and more sort of like pick them and play friendly. And that's still the case here. I can't tell you how big of a difference. It, it, it's like it didn't leap out as dramatically different up from my play session, but I'm sure there's like little nuances here and there that it, you just have to spend more hours to like mess around with to really see. But I mean, I think the, the main thing that i i'm happy with is like okay they didn't this doesn't feel like a a regression you know okay like it's like they seem to know what worked last year and they're sort of building upon it with the trading blow stuff and the some of the other new mechanics but is it still a pretty good pickup and play experience for the most part yeah um Yeah, I mean, it seems like that should be the goal. Like, I I know we joke a lot about not knowing wrestling, which I really don't. But, I mean, the N64 era of wrestling video game is, like, the the king, right? Oh, yeah, it's it's the greatest era. Going back to those games today might be, you know, kind of tough. But, like, to to try to bring sort of contemporary wrestling games back to that sort of feeling of wrestling games seems like it should be the goal. I mean, AEW tried that last year with their first wrestling game. Like, that was literally the pitch was we're going to make No Mercy again. To the point where they even got the original producer for those games on, like, as a consultant or whatever. I don't know what his role was in that game, but he he was there. He helped. Yeah. Uh, he he and, responded to some emails. He went out to some lunches. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, they got mostly there. Like, the gameplay of that game is definitely 
very much in that vein and is definitely more arcadey, but like everything else around it was like a disaster, just the overall package and the presentation. But like, which made the game kind of sad. It's like, okay, I, you got something here, like the foundation, everything else just has to catch up to it. Um, and it's great to have that alternative to the 2K games out there, especially from another major wrestling company, because it's really only WWE that has the, well, I guess AEW now, but too, but traditionally WWE is the only company big enough and with enough money to get a wrestling game, let alone a yearly one. <laughs> um, that isn't some like, like Fire Pro Wrestling, which is a Japanese thing. And that's like, you know, it's not a licensed company that's just their wrestling game you know but yeah i had fun with it it was uh i'm curious to see who else fills out that roster uh you know i didn't have access to the full roster of course uh but i'll have a uh, hands-on impressions and a in an ngt going up thursday with all my captured footage you'll see some of this uh this goodness you guys can witness the ambulance match for yourself like i can tell you're like <laughs> salivating to see Thank someone God. get thrown into an ambulance i'm gonna it. go into an ambulance if i don't see this thing <laughs> it makes you want to become a wrestler because then you'll automatically acquire the skill to hijack and drive an ambulance <laughs> alex what does that mean i want to drive ambulances so I guess I got to become a wrestler. Okay. Okay. Certainly or not a paramedic. Volunteer say, EMT kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you <laughs> steal the WWE EMT. Yeah. WWE EMT. Yeah. There we go. We yeah, got there. I mean, <laughs> you almost got it. The EMT they call the. Uh, the ESP. I have ESP. What? Sorry, you thought, <laughs> Bianca Bianca Belair's nickname is the EST, so it sounded the same. The East Stern Standard Time. Well, the idea is that she is actually pretty clever, actually, where she's the she's the greatest, the the fastest, the strongest, and all of those words end in EST. So basically, any positive description oh, that ends in EST, S- that's what okay. she is. So she just calls herself the EST of WWE. Yeah, you know what word also rhymes in EST? Incest. <laughs> so what? maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> what just happened? What the nowhere? You're Maybe right. a joke was cut. Nope. I don't, keep it. Don't don't react. <laughs> you got to keep it because we're all. I'm so just saying scared. you're, you're going to claim EST. Oh my god! I you got to claim no, the bad no, I, I, I saw Bianca Belair uh, at the 2K event, and I'm I. If I had known, if you had said that before, I would have approached her and said, "You know, my coworkers is 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 one of the ESTs that that." <laughs> Are you a fan of 12 minutes? Uh, and I'm sure she would have. Wow. Cho- <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one got me, apparently. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure she would have choked me out with her braid as soon as I said it. Yeah. <laughs> she would have whipped you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would be the, the hair whip thing. Also, weirdly, uh, I was waiting for that like all night, by the way, because everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, she yeah, didn't do wait it. Till she, wait till she whips people with her hair. I'm like, uh, all no, right. She didn't do it. I'm, I'm waiting to see. They're like, oh, now, now, like, it's, what? Uh, oh, they built it up. The red-haired lady with the red eyeshadow came out. Uh, Brandy, Be- Becky, Becky Lynch. Oh, Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becky Lynch came out, or I think, and I think she was still in there. Like, oh, she's gonna whip. She's gonna whip her now with the hair. And I was like, <laughs> is All this right. Dan saying this? Because sounds like you're doing yeah, a Dan impression. It was. Uh, it was a couple of his friends, who, and I was like, I'm ready. And that never happened. Okay. Was that one of the betting choices? Was will Bianca Belair whip somebody $200? No, <laughs> no. But it was really funny. There was one guy who was like, like he was like striking people like a viper or something, a venom or something. To my like Randy a, Orton? Yeah. He's yeah. the RKO? Yeah. I thought His nickname's really the Viper. The Viper. Yeah. Yeah. 
too. It was like it was, an RKO thing. His we were talking about because they're like the Apex Predator, the Viper, and we're like, there's actually lots of a ferret that eat a viper. Like a, a Don't viper. kill yeah. the gimmick, Alex. <laughs> it sounds cool. Don't you want to be called the viper? You know who would beat a viper? A human person. Yeah, a, a hawk. <laughs> I don't think the nickname the human is a good one. <laughs> human person. That's just the Greendale mascot from Community. Yeah, there you go. The hu- the human, Randy Orton. The, human. <laughs> so if the Greendale community mascot jumped out on a wrestling stage, that would be pretty terrifying, uh, to be fair, Charles. It would be terrifying. He would lose so fast. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go look up a Bianca Belair hair whipping compilation on YouTube if you want to see some sick whips. Is I do, set, actually. I'm, is it set I'm legitimately going to do that. They're pretty sick. It's funny because the joke in wrestling is that you can't use a weapon, right? Get yeah. Dequeued. But because it's her hair, it's like the ref can't decure because it's it's part of her body. So it's like it's not a foreign object technically. So the ref always kind of like is like when it happens, she, he's like, I, oh my God, I I'm technic- watching right now. I technically can't do anything about this, even though it's it should be cheating. But it's like no one has ever done that. So Dude, her- she's going in on this lady. <laughs> it's loud. Yeah. You see the welts on them afterwards. Like I said, when, yeah. you, when you sign up to fight her, you're like, well, I guess I'm taking this tonight. <laughs> this is going to suck. That's awesome. Yeah, Love but that. yeah, excited to play 2K24. Uh, comes out March 8th. Though I think it's like March 5th if you get the Jumbo Super Editions, WrestleMania, whatever. The yeah, I think it's just <laughs> yeah. I think it's just Deluxe Edition, and, and I think it's called 40 Years of WrestleMania, which is like the 120 edition that comes with like 50 different things in it. I don't know. Okay, but. Yeah. Also, shout out to Cody Rhodes. Got to interview him there. I got an interview. On I the read site. your feature with him. That was we cool. Just, yeah, we just talked about video games. He's he's a giant gaming guy. For for those that didn't know and love Kyle, you would love Cody Rhodes because he's a Zelda nerd like to the eighth degree. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. Tri- I read some of that uh, that piece. Yeah, and I, that was that stood out to me. It's like he he had he had uh, legitimate thoughts about Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom because sometimes celebrity interviews will be like, oh, it's your favorite Zelda, and they'll be like, oh. All of them. I love Zelda because I just don't yeah. want to say anything yeah. negative. How can I pick a favorite? But I Cody mean... Rhodes is like, all right, I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom, and here are some of the strategies I've been able to do. <laughs> yeah. like, right, and then I went down to the depths. Yeah. When he mentioned the depths, I was like, okay. Yeah, like, you oh, do. you played it. Yeah, he, you said, played he, it said, yeah. he said Lionel's by name. Lionel's, yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, legit, the dude yeah. used to wear Triforce on his boots back when he was a rookie. Okay. That probably oh, got yeah, him hell okay, from yeah. all the grizzled yeah. veterans should in the I, back of like. Should I be a Cody Rhodes fan? Like, should he's I? He's main eventing WrestleMania again this year. <laughs> he's gonna finish the story. I'm just saying, he's gonna finally win the big one. He's gonna reveal the timeline. I'm actually. I, be, <laughs> I would I, like to know Cody's thoughts out, on the timeline. Actually, <laughs> when Cody walked out, I was like, "This guy sucks." What? I don't like him. Already. Well, I didn't know anything about him. I just saw his look, and I was like, "He looks like a villain." And it's his, the, th- his the, thing was he's got like a Homelander kind of look to him. Yeah. And his thing was called the American Nightmare. I was like, this guy sucks. It does sound like, I mean, it was initially a villain thing that he made up while he was yeah. in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but then like I watched him, watched his story throughout the night. And then I watched his press conference after and I was like, I think I like this guy. <laughs> and then I read your piece with him and I was like, okay, I do like this guy. Yeah. You know what it's I recommend? Real Peacock. Peacock has a great documentary about him that they released a few months ago about his uh, career and his road back to WWE and the American Nightmare stuff. Great documentary, even if you're not a wrestling fan, just the inspirational story behind it. Go watch it. Pretty Hell good. yeah. Awesome. Well, Marcus, you got to get out of here, right? Yeah, I got to go be sick. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> I, got, I got that penciled into my schedule. Go be sick yeah, somewhere. Go take a nap. Actually, I, Word. I am going to take a nap. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, feel better, bud. Uh, thanks for coming on the show and sticking with us. 
through all of our inside baseball apex talk uh and uh feel better yeah, yeah. bye guys see ya all right. bye marcus And we are back to the final three, the last that remain, the three amigos, the three friends, the musketeers, the fellas, Charles Hart, <laughs> Kyle <fellas>. Hilliard. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, we're going to talk about Persona 3 Reload, and then we're going to get into Mario versus Donkey Kong, and then uh, we're going to get out of here. Persona 3 Reload. Have you, do you have, either of you have any history with the Persona series? Or with Persona 3 itself? I have played all the way through... I've played about 200 hours of Persona 5. Meaning I okay. played I played through the base game once, and then I got 80 hours into Royal. But I'd never beat Royal. And it's wild that you can spend... Can you call two, yourself a fan? <laughs> I know. It's, it's so much time, and I, I, I don't even know what you know non-mechanical stuff they added to Royal, really. But I'm a, I'm a fan of that game. That's like yeah, what yeah. I know. Yeah. How about you, Kyle? Uh, my my wife and by extension my daughter are big Persona fans. Um, many a night have I fallen asleep to the soundtrack of Persona while my wife stays up late playing. Uh, but three is one that like I not not to like like I don't think she ever finished that one. So like I never saw mm-hmm. a ton of it. But I've always been interested in it. It's always the one for the folks who have played three, four, and five. I I hear often three is my favorite um just because it was sort of uh you know one and two felt like shin megami tensei spinoffs persona three still had shin megami tensei in its title when it originally released if i remember correctly i could be wrong about that but that's where things started to diverge and persona really came into itself and i was always i mean the sort of visual kind of idea of shooting yourself in the head to sort of unleash your persona is just a really visually sort of compelling thing that is hard not to be sort of like, what is happening there? What is that thing? And for that reason, three has always been the one that I've been the most interested in. And, And though I may not succeed in this goal, my plan for this year was for persona three reload to be my first, like, persona that i play i'm i'm trying to finish like a dragon and then my plan is to roll right into persona 3 reload Mm. and then roll right into final fantasy 7 rebirth um it's gonna go smoothly i'm not gonna see any none of those are gonna fall off i'm gonna play those three back to back okay uh, okay. while also playing suicide squad and finishing prince of persia 2024 is going great it's perfect (laughs) well good luck with that (laughs) thank you uh i um my history with persona i have always wanted to really dive into one. Uh, I had a Vita and I, I bought a Vita to play Golden um, right before the pandemic uh, or the year before, something like that. Um, and I played like the first dungeon, um, like the first like main story arc um, and like beat that and like uh, had a lot of fun and kind of just fell off, I think. I believe COVID hit shortly after that, if I'm remembering right. And Persona 5 came out. Um, I saw a lot of people really raving about it. And it's still, I haven't gotten to it because I've been waiting to like, I don't know what I've been waiting for. I think by the time I was ready to play it, I was like, well, Persona 3 Reload's coming out soon. And I'll probably have to cover that for work in some way. So I should just wait. 
but I have been playing Persona 3 Reload. Um, and I'm probably six hours in i'm like level 11 or 12 okay um so, so some progress it, yeah yeah i've made it like 20 floors into tartarus um and uh really enjoying the game i'm having a lot of fun with it i uh i mean for for those who are unaware it is you know a remake of like an 18 year old game redone in the persona 5 style that engine um and uh, there's been a lot of improvements, obviously, in those 18 years. Um, but yeah, I'm liking it so far. I it reminds me of Persona 4 in that, like, I, from what I hear, like, I was wanting. So Persona 5, they do like the the handcrafted dungeons, mm-hmm. uh, which I hear is really cool. Yeah, and I haven't experienced that yet, and I was hoping. Maybe we would get that and reload, but it's it's kind of like that. The same thing how it was in Persona 4 Golden, where like you know you've got like this uh, procedurally generated uh, dungeon um, with the same types of enemies throughout it, uh, which is which is the, a little bit of a turnoff for me. It does that does yeah, scare yeah. me away a little bit. The the one caveat I'd say to that, Kyle, is the game puts up like fence posts, so it's like you can't get past a certain point. Mm. Uh, like until like a certain day comes, which is kind of, I like that, that that's a part of it because I don't just feel like I'm plowing away at infinity for no reason. It's that I plow away for like a few hours and it's like, okay, you're done. You can't do this anymore. You have three weeks to do other social stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'll go figure that out. So I do, I do at least like that it, it, it breaks it in those chunks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mentioned I- also, I'm, I'm like 28 hours in. Oh wow. Okay. Well, how about you lead this conversation? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. You basically beat it at this point. No. Or gotten through the tutorial. What are you like 10%? But... <laughs> I don't I don't know percent wise, but it's really weird to see uh to play 28 hours of a game and then to watch like a video review of it be like I have no idea who that character is. I have not even <laughs> I know this character is like on the promo art. I've gone so far I don't even know. Um yeah, I mean, so the, the premise of the game is um, uh, you your main character moves to a new town. Um, and as you get there, like the sky is green and there's a bunch of coffins around. You don't really know what's going on. Find out that there is a 25th hour in the day that happens at the stroke of midnight called the dark hour. And in that hour, the world becomes this like new kind of evil place. And most people are trapped in these coffins and they don't remember that hour at all. Um, They're unaware it exists. Um, Some people have like the potential to break out. And there's also shadows, which are like monsters that will attack people that are out. Um, If you have the potential to be out, um, then you, I think all of them or most of them, I don't know. You can summon a persona, which is like a, you know, magical manifestation of your true inner self. Um, and they can do magic and they all have like, uh, I think all the personas are named after like mythological gods and stuff or, or creatures or characters from mythology. Um, it's like your first one is the main character. You get Orpheus, which is from Greek mythology. Um, but yeah. And then the other part of the game, when you're not in the dark hour fighting shadows going through Tartarus, which is the name of that, like endless dungeon. Yeah. Um, giant tower. Yeah. Um, the other half. Which, of- Charles, does it ever change from like that green hued 
hallway? Yes, but for okay. me, 28 hours in, it's changed once. So now it's purple, okay. and it's been purple for most of the time I've played. Um, okay. So I don't know if it's going to change again. I don't know. Do you like it? Do I like it? I'm not crazy about it. One thing I've been trying to do with this game is take it out its own terms and not just compare it to Persona 5 Royal um, because it does take a lot of improvements from that game, but also it did come earlier. So there's some things that you just wouldn't slot in or that they chose not to. Um, a big thing for me that is like I'm missing is Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal. Uh, when you hang out with someone, you have like a social link and every time you spend time together, it'll like level up. And that's good for your personas of a certain type. But in Persona 5, you also get like combat abilities and stuff of like, if you get really uh, high with the doctor, then you can unlock new healing things to do. Or if you spend time with this character, then they get like a stat boost. And in Persona 3, there's none of that, at least as far as I've gotten. I've gotten that to like level six, where like you can spend time with them. And when you fuse personas, they'll get more experience and that's good. But it's not as like immediately rewarding in the same way. So it's interesting. Yeah, that, to... That's a big hook of five, and coincidentally, like a dragon as well. Uh, funnily enough, that it's oh, like interesting. You spend time with people, and then that makes them stronger in combat and stuff like that. Like you see their stats raise and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, they can do new moves. Well, and in Persona Five, also all your first social links are like the people in your party. In mm-hmm. Persona Three, I don't have any social links with the people in my party. They're like collectively mm-hmm. the fool, and then everyone else I'm hanging out with is just like someone from school or a random girl you find on the street or an old couple at a bookstore. It's fun. It's still, it's still fun. It's still fun. Good stuff. Um, Anyways, to answer your question about Tartarus, I don't like it as much. It clearly feels like uh, the thing that sticks out the most that like hasn't aged well. And in Persona 5, there's all these like manifestations of the psyche. And it's like, this is a, uh, you know, museum and this is a cruise ship. And it's all, all this really cool stuff. And I, I am missing that, but they added a shift mechanic into the combat which is kind of like baton is that pass. in persona 5 uh baton pass is, is what it's called in persona okay. 5 and it's a little bit different um in persona 5 i do like that ability yes it's it's like crucial to me like i can't imagine playing this game without it um what it does when you hit a, an enemy's weak point or you do a crit on them you can swap your turn from your character to another character in your party and you can basically like chain weaknesses or crits um, and then knock all the foes down. Um, if that's not an option, you just have to go one by one um, and hope you can get all them down before they get back up. I do like that kind of juggling uh, of enemies. Um, it feels really good when you chain them together and and, and then do the all-out all attack once you've stunned them all. Like That always feels really good. Um, I am sitting here wondering, though, should I just be playing Persona 5 Royal if I've never played it? So... Here's the other thing I'll say about five versus three in five. I feel like from the get go, you have very clear motivations. Like it's, it's very understandable why you're doing what you're doing. You have very clear goals. It's segmented into these like episodes or arcs where you like, I have a goal. I have an antagonist. I know what I'm doing here. Persona three, I'm 28 hours in. I'm in uh, late July. We start in April. I'm in late July. I, kind of have the vague goal of like, I know I'm supposed to be defeating shadows, but even the characters at this point are like, why have you been stringing us along? What are we doing all this time? And I do miss having that, like, this is what it's for. Um, okay. Cause I feel like I'm currently missing that. And I've been waiting for when that's going to happen. You just got to kind sounds of like not for a while. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I looked up someone, I think I was looking up rankings of the series just because I was curious. And someone said, I saw one person say the story doesn't really get interesting till July. I saw someone else say it doesn't really get interesting till September. I was like, I'm like 30 hours in and I don't <laughs> dislike it. Like it's, I know. it's enjoyable. That's always, that's always the scary thing, right? Of like, someone's like, this game's really good once you hit the 25 hour mark. And yeah. Like, yeah. That's like two uh, full games that I could be playing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, it, the, when it gets good, it gets good. Is, is my understanding. Yeah, and I've seen people say like hands down, they think this is the best. I've definitely I've seen several people say the ending of this game is the best. So I'm kind of holding out hope. I also just met the character I I'd seen. I think a lot of art of that I just knew about. So I was excited to like meet her and be like, maybe this is the thing that's going to really tie it together. Um, but I think it, I think it's still a good game. I think if you're honestly, I would say if you're trying to get in the series, I would start with Persona Five Royal because um, it's kind of wet my appetite for this format. But I'm like uh, these these. I I think like having like handcrafted dungeons with like really cool themes. Yeah, would do a lot for me. So I I, I don't know. It's 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 at least done its job and like i want to play this series mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like i have found an appreciation for this older game now now it's more like do i go for like this one or i mean do i go for five royal which uh i've heard so many great things about um i would say if and you... i think if i peel myself away from like wanting to be in the zeitgeist of this conversation about this Definitely. game the answer is persona 5 is what i want to play hmm yeah based on what i've heard about it i think persona 3 reload is for people that liked the first game or people that played like persona 5 and want more persona and now this is like the most accessible new entry i think if you're just getting into the series i think uh it's hard to not say just play persona 5 royal so make your decision alex you're gonna throw away those six hours you're just gonna toss them into the trash yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's like a drop in the well. Apparently, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> drop in the bucket. Uh, poor, poor um, Brian who did this review. Spent yeah, so shout much out to Brian. Yeah. Who eighty I think, something hours? I think I one o'clock yeah. in the morning. He sent a Slack message that was like a, a picture of his TV with credits, and he's like, "I did it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, well, anything else before you want to move on to talk about Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Charles? No, I guess I guess the the one thing I will say, I, I feel like I I don't mean to be negative on this game because I think it's a very good game and I think it's very fun. Um, I think the thing to keep in mind in terms of like me talking about looking for a character motivation is I often have like the end point in mind when I'm looking at a story. I'm like, where is this all going? This is very much a game where it's like it's May and you're in high school. Just like sit and hang out with people and like get used to it and just kind of like strap in for a road trip. Like just, just be in for the long haul. Yeah. I think if you're in that slice mindset, of life, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's an anime genre, I guess, every kind of media genre, but slice of life is very popular. Like just exists with, with these characters that you like, you know? Yeah. And you're saying three yeah. feels a little bit closer to that, I guess. Huh? Uh, I don't even, <laughs> I think oh, five, okay. is, I think five okay. is better at that than this is even, um, I, lots of people disagree with me, though, so that, that you know, that's that's just my opinion. But I think it's easier to sit in this game if you accept it as slice of life and you aren't just looking for like action packed RPG the whole whole game all the way through. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. my that's my two cents. You did it. Cool. Uh, well, take us through Mario vs. Donkey Kong. 
Oh yeah, I played that too. Um, if you have you both st- played that or just you, Charles? Oh, just Charles. Yeah. Just I haven't, okay. I yeah. yeah. The, re- the remake specifically, which yeah, yep. when it when it was announced, I thought it was a new Mario versus Donkey Kong game. I didn't. I didn't realize it was a proper remake. Yeah. Are, have, have you guys played this series? I had not played any games in the series before. <laughs> a little. I, mean, I played. I think I played, I played one like of the DS the ones. Old school arcade game, like okay, <laughs> yeah. But that's a, that's a different game, though. It is. Yeah. This is a puzzle game, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm like speaking well, for you, Charles. You're the one who's played the game. Just... I have. <laughs> so I mean, so I didn't know this, and maybe this is common knowledge. But if you're my age or younger, maybe you didn't know this. Mario versus Donkey Kong is basically a continuation of the legacy of the original 1981 Donkey Kong arcade cabinet. There's Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior. Junior. All those. Then there was a version that came to the Game Boy, which added a bunch of levels and stuff. And this is basically I've got next to me. Oh, oh, really? Over here? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Now, to be clear, I'm talking about Donkey Kong for the Game. Oh Boy. no, I don't have that. <laughs> okay. Have <laughs> which was Donkey like, Kong. yeah, you yeah. thought it was just a port of the arcade game on Game Boy. Oh, isn't this fun? But it's a lot more than that, actually. Yeah. Uh, like Mar- like it was the first time Mario could do a triple jump. Uh, yeah. It's stuff like that. It was like it predated Mario 64 and stuff like that. Which is wild. And then Mario versus Donkey Kong is kind of like taking that idea and pulling it into a new series, but kind of like preserving that idea of like Mario and Donkey Kong as rivals, which is not really a dynamic you see like outside of this series. They're just kind of cart racing together. I guess unless you're watching the Super Mario Brothers movie, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this game, uh, I mean, it's pretty, pretty simple uh gameplay wise the plot is weird the plot is donkey kong is sitting on his couch at home he sees an ad for a mario toy on tv he says i gotta have that runs out (laughs) to the store they are out of the toy somehow this plot is also the plot of WarioWare, (laughs) which is weird they're out of the toy donkey kong breaks into the factory where they make these toys steals like a hundred of them and then just runs away with mario in pursuit now why donkey kong didn't just take one why he didn't go to a different store they were clearly still making them they were just out of stock at one store whatever it is this apes on a rampage and mario's gotta stop him (laughs) so uh every level has like two parts there's a first part where you're trying to get uh, you're going to carry a key to a door. And you're going to lock the door and then get into the final area, which is where the toy is that you're trying to get. Um, and it's this like side scrolling, uh, very like small, short levels. Um, and yeah, I kind of had written this off as like, <laughs> I think I said it, I said it in a meeting and someone like wrote down the quote I said, and I was like, oh, that came off meaner as I intended. I think I said it was an old, boring game, old people play. <laughs> um, and you and looked me in the eye while you said it, which <laughs> like, I thought was rude. Kyle, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's it was it's a lot more engaging than I thought it would be. Um, it does a thing I think is really rare and important in puzzle games, where even when it's not hard, it's engaging and like fun. Like even if I can look at the screen and be like, "This is how I do it," it is still for some reason, enjoyable for me to go through all the steps to solve that puzzle. And one of the ways, Kyle mentioned earlier, uh, jumping. There's so many jumps in this game that I I think I just thought you were just, there was one jump and you were just kind of piloting Mario around, but there's a lot of like platforming involved. You can do kind of like his change direction backflip. If you hold down and jump, you go into a handstand. 
and then stuff falling from the sky can't hurt you. And then from that, you can do a jump and then jump again into like a really high jump. Um, And in the first like early chunks of levels, you don't really ever need to do that. But if you do, you can like skip a bunch of stuff and it feels really cool (laughs) to feel like you are like outsmarting the level design of like, I'm going to skip these spikes and go up to this platform early because I remember the tutorial jumps. Um, <laughs> Cause I paid attention. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I played, I played the first four worlds. I just had a really good, really good time with it. And I, it went from a thing. I was like, Oh sure. I'll give this a shot to something. I'm like actively excited for. Like, I think this would be on my top 10 this year. Probably. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, Dang. That's awesome. Charles, I just told you all the stuff I have to play. Why are you doing this to me, man? <laughs> in, I got to play in, Like a Dragon, Persona, Suicide The nice thing Squad, about this is And now Mario versus Donkey Kong? Come on. It's pretty quick. Oh, good. Like, I, I finished those four worlds in, like, two sittings of, like, maybe, like, two hours total. Okay. So it's it's not, like, I don't know. And I think, I think the website said there's eight worlds... And they've also added new stuff. They add, like, I think time attack mode is new. Um, There is, I don't know. And the other thing is, I don't know, I don't have all the context for what was in the original game 100%. Yeah. Um, But I think something this game and Persona 3 Reload do very well is, like, integrating stuff into the main game well enough that, like, I didn't even know they were new. Like, it. uh, so they added two worlds one of the worlds they added is world four. So I played one of the new worlds, but they didn't just stick them onto the end. They kind of sprinkled them into the six that were already there. Okay. Um, That's cool. And it's got like, like uh, flowers. And if you step on like the colored switch, it turns into a fan that can like blow you around and blow the key around. Yeah. Good game. Charles recommends. And I think at least next month, February, something like that's coming. I think 16th, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I am excited for that one. I I that I've I've had a pretty good rhythm going of like I've been focused on like a dragon, which is a, a long haul. But then on my handheld, I've been playing Prince of Persia. I've been playing that on Switch, um, which has been sort of a nice like back and forth. So like maybe uh, what I'd like to do is like I'm once I'm done with Lost Crown, like maybe Mario vs. Donkey Kong becomes you know the handheld game. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to check this out because I. I was familiar with the Game Boy Advance one. I, I saw it. I, I think I might have played like a level or something like that. I like puzzle games. I just never finished it or played it extensively. So this is a nice excuse to to revisit that game that sort of passed me by. I did just remember another like super important thing they added. There's a new uh, kind of like a difficulty setting called casual mode. Um, and I really like it. Uh, oh, basically okay. what it does is it puts little checkpoint flags in the levels um, and normally when you when you get hit once, you die and then the level resets. And in like early stages, that's not that big of a deal. You can just run it back and, and do stuff um, just like what you did before. In some yeah. like later stages, like especially when there's bombs and you have to like wait for them to walk around and grab them and wait for them to explode. Like dying can be like, oh, I I am very annoyed right now. I have to go all the way back to the start of this thing. Um just the casual mode, just the ability when you get hit instead, you just bubble real quick and fly back to the flag and you just have like a certain number of those lives. It does a really good job of making it like less frustrating and it is easier, but it doesn't make the puzzles easier. It just makes the punishment less severe. Okay. Um, so there were like times where I would be like, I'm just going to activate casual mode right now because this is kind of I just keep dying a lot and I don't feel like resetting um, and you just go in the menu and you turn it on and then it restart stuff and now you just have like checkpoint flags 
Um, oh, it also gets rid of the timer too. So if you spend a really long time trying to figure out what to do, you can do that. Um, and I kind of written it off as like, it's just going to make the game too easy. Or I feel like that's a complaint about some Nintendo games nowadays is they've just all become like very, very easy. And I think this is a really good, like accessible solution of like, there's just no timer. And if you die, you kind of float backwards, but it's not, it, it makes the whole puzzle can you solve it and not can you platform your way through this difficult area? The core, yeah. the core fun is still retained, right? Yes, that's, yeah, absolutely. that's smart. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Word, I can't wait to play this. I'm excited to to hear your full review thoughts once once it comes out. But well, I think that's gonna be it for this episode. We did it. Um, we informed we did it. them. We made it. It was a long one, but it was a fun one. Yeah, it's good. I want to just give a quick shout out to our podcast editor Matt Storm. Uh, be sure to go and uh, follow them over on their podcast, Fun and Games. You can also follow them on social media at DJ underscore Stormageddon. And while you're over there, follow our crew. Follow Charles here at ChuckDuck365. Follow Kyle at Kyle M. Hilliard. You can follow me at It's Van Aiken. Uh, follow Marcus at Marcus Stewart 7 uh, And of course, go follow Jay at Jason underscore Guisao. Uh, and while you're over there, go to your URL and top of your browser and type in twitch.tv slash game informer. Go follow us there. We stream replay 2 PM on Fridays, 2 PM central. That is, uh, and then go back up to your URL, type in <laughs> youtube.com slash game tab. informer, new tab. Yeah. Control T youtube.com slash game informer. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed there. Cause we've got a lot of apex cover stories and video reviews for a lot of games we're talking about going up. Uh, in the coming days and weeks. Uh, so yeah, do that for me. Uh, and then finally, uh, go to your browser, type in um, gameinformer.com <laughs> gameinformer.com slash podcasts uh, and go listen to all things Nintendo, which is our other weekly podcast oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Nintendo, hosted by Brian Shea. Uh, and then after that, you can <laughs> uh, you can close, you can hit the X. Oh, okay. Uh, your 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 job is fulfilled. I was gonna say you could go to www.gameinformer.com slash product slash apex hyphen legends yeah. and then open up the yeah. product page for Apex Legends where we'll have a link to the <laughs> cover story. I don't know what that URL would be. Or you could just go to gameinformer.com slash apex legends for the Oh, are we are stuff. we that efficient now? Yeah. 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 Is yeah. it totally Apex good, hyphen legends or is it one no. more? No, no slash man. Apex Legends, man. We don't oh. mess with what do you hyphens. Think this is? Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, just WordPress. I'm sorry, Get out of here. WordPress. WordPress. WordPress all the time. I personally use Squarespace a lot. If you want, if you're looking for a sponsorship opportunity, um, <laughs> Squarespace is listening. But we don't use Squarespace at Game Informer. We have, we have production we wizards, engineers, uh, Miss Margaret Andrews, programmers. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, well, that's gonna do it for the show this week, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next Thursday. Have a good week. Goodbye. See ya.